It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Recorded. Recorded. Live. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Melody Suderstrom, and you're listening to Financial Survival. I am here with my co-host, Alfred Addis, to bring you our opinion and commentary on today's economic and political events for Friday, July 24th, 2015. Good afternoon, Al. Hi, Melody. Oh, Friday day it is. And um, I'm just happy that gold is up $8 right now. You know, it was a lot of pressure again today. Um, however, I was talking to Greg Hunter. I, I said, well, I sent him an email, and he says, you know, gold's going to be up on Friday. I woke up this morning, and the first thing I did is I checked the markets, and they were all down. I thought, well, there goes my prediction. But uh, somebody was, you know, turned it around for me. So we have gold up 810 today for 1099. 1099, uh, we were over 1100 briefly, and we did have a low of a 10. 77. Silver also was higher, but we're looking at 1476 right now, down one penny. Platinum is up eight at 989. Palladium up six at $626. Uh, USDX today is up 0.07 at 9728. Crude oil down 33 at 4812. And the paper markets, again, a lot of pressure on the paper markets. Um, let's go to those uh, prices. And basically, you know, these markets are down, you know, four, 400 points, almost 500 points this week. You have the Dow down 162, 17,569. The NASDAQ was down one, 57. That was 1%, down 57 points at 5,088. Sometimes I'm reading faster than uh, what I'm saying. Anyway, they have the uh, S&P down 22 a 2,079, 10-year yield, 0.01 at 2.27. Euro is still 110. And um, all the European markets and Asian markets were down overnight. And it looks like we're getting a little more fear coming back into the markets. And uh, I guess it doesn't take a lot anymore to create a little fear. So the have some sort of an excuse for the markets to go down right now? Well, I, you know, everybody should be sitting on, I think tender hooks was a term they used probably 50 or 100 years ago. I mean, everybody's kind of sitting on edge here. Mm-hmm. Everyone, you can't, it's hard to turn around and find anyone. It's hard to find someone who's optimistic that the economy is on an upswing. You get occasional people, oh, yeah, things are going to turn out great. But mostly we regard that as propaganda. And most of the people who are talking are saying, oh, my gosh, the sky is about to fall. And it's hard to pick out where the truth is likely to be. Again, the worst case scenario is also the least likely scenario, just by definition. But most people are sitting here on edge, and that means a little bit of of bad news can inspire 
you know, it can set off a certain amount of fear and panic. So we sit and we wait, you know, waiting for the other shoe to drop. Um, it's like a murder mystery or something like that. We know it's too early in the drama. They're not done. All right. Whoever the villain is, he's going to whack a few more before this whole thing is over. So here we are. And there's so much information out there. There's so many opinions out there. And that makes it even a little more difficult for people to make decisions when it comes to their finances. And uh, just recently I had someone, it was just last night and this morning, um, well, are we going to have inflation or deflation? What's it going to do? Do I need cash? Do I need gold? What do I do? What? And this is what the problem when you don't focus on the fundamentals of something and you know gold will perform in either market and you focus and there's people who just bring it to that attention just for one reason or another and i don't mean you al (laughs) but usually it's for an agenda and it's interesting to know the differences between inflation and deflation but don't make your investment decisions based on one or the other You have to look at the big picture. You have to understand what goes on with the fiat currency. You have to understand where we're headed uh, as a country uh, in the future, where we're headed and what's going to happen. And I think in either market, whether it's inflation, deflation, a combination of both, um, certainly gold will be your best asset at that point in time. I believe the government needs wants inflation, and I'm not going to do that. You know, I don't want to talk about that again because you've heard it enough times, but I do believe that's the direction we'll be heading. We're going to get both in the future. I mean, really, we're going to get both, and I think... One of the things about it is when you stop to think about inflation and deflation, they are relatively new topics. I've seen research that... I've seen research that indicates that the price of a lot of products were basically the same from 1800 to 1900. That didn't vary very much. Didn't begin to vary. We only inflation and deflation are both a function of fiat currency. Mm -hmm. All right. Now, so if you want to choose, well, which one is it going to be inflation or deflation? Well, you're looking at a little bit of a good cop, bad cop sort of situation here where, Look, what is the fundamental? Fundamental is we have a fiat currency. There's the fundamental. And either when the fiat currency may be inflated, it may be deflated. We'll watch and see. But the question is, and the danger flows from, the danger flows from the fiat currency. And that indicates to me, you know, I mean, you can make, you can draw your own conclusions, but it seems rational to me to sit back and say, look, if fiat currency is the problem, what's the solution? Exactly. And the solution has to be something other than a piece of paper. From my perspective, all the ultimate solution's got to be something like gold or silver, something tangible. Right? If fiat currency is the problem, what is the antidote for fiat currency? Uh, no matter which way it goes. You know, these fiat currencies only last so long. They have a relatively low, short lifespan, less than, an, less than an average man. And our fiat currency is pushing the limit, at least the average limit. And so what do you do? Well, you place your bet. 
You know, unless you have the gift of prophecy, none of us know exactly what the best solution is in any given moment, but you have the capacity to look and see and say, hmm, fiat currency is the source of the problem. Maybe I want to get away from fiat currency. I just want to bring a little report. I get lots of articles from lots of people. Half of them I read through and information we already know and so forth. But this group, National Inflation Association, you know, they came out with something. It's like, yeah, you know what, that's pretty interesting, and I wanted to share it with you all. Uh, Between January 1970 and December 1974, gold rose 456% from $35 per ounce to 195, which was followed by a 47% decline to a low in August. And afterwards, gold rose 721% to a high. Between April 2001 and September 2011, gold rose 630% from $259 to a high of $1895 per ounce. Since gold's peak, it has declined by 43% to a You mean the 2011 peak? Correct. Okay. It has declined by 43%, to, and this was done when gold was at 1,078. I believe this was Thursday when this was done. So just like in the 70s, gold has been experiencing a medium-term decline as part of a secular bull market. Uh, to, and they go on and they talk about what happened when gold hit 1895. There were just too many people that were bullish on gold. And for, for gold to actually rise to 2000 and beyond, we needed to see a, a, a return. We needed to see some sort of a decline that cleans out the market. And it turned everybody into a bear. And then you have these reports of recent, whether you believe them or not, you know, with, with China's announcement, not enough, you know, they didn't, uh, um, di- that report disappointed many of those that were holding gold and and they expected China to announce an even larger increase than it did. And, um, you know, they're actually talking about it triggering a, 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 a thinking that if gold, if China was to announce a larger increase than it did, it would have triggered a massive gold rally. Well, that didn't happen. Now, whether, you know, the reports about that are true or false, that's not the point. So I think it's interesting. They go in and they talk about uh, during gold 74 to 76 decline of 47%, it actually had two false bottoms uh, before true capitulation occurred with gold, which it eventually bottomed at 103. And then during gold's current decline of 43%, we have already experienced two false bottoms, one June of 2013 and November of 2014. And the fact that these two bottoms didn't hold, you know, it certainly has frustrated, I know, most of my customers, many of the listeners, and myself included. Um, A lot of, and maybe their clients, my clients aren't, but a lot of the paper traders are selling at these low bottoms. So if we have a repeat of history, we could ultimately see gold settle at a lower price down from the medium-term peak, followed by a 720% gain from its medium-term bottom. And again, they're using a little bit of history repeats itself in these markets, and, uh, uh, but it certainly does seem to be following the same pattern. And if we looked at that 
720% increase, you're looking at an $8,000 price in gold. So I thought that was interesting to, to see the comparisons of these other markets and the same thing as, as really following almost identically. So, Yeah, it's, you know, there's nothing new under the sun. No, not at all. All right, but what you get is... But you get... know what? It's sort of a little bit refreshing because you hear all the same stories. You hear all the same, you know, reports about China and about this, and this is going to happen at this time and this date, and, oh, there's deflation from coming from Harry Dent, and there's this going on. And I just thought this was a great little reminder of when we look at, uh, and you have these trends and you have these markets that do seem to repeat themselves. Well... I agree with you. You just have to sit back. There's only so many moves on the board. Mm-hmm. There's only so many things that can happen mm-hmm. that at any given moment you can be distracted by the possibilities and you miss out on fundamentals and limits. And we all do. We're all subject to that. And we're all sitting here and still wondering. But the lesson from the report you're just reading is that we've been through this before. Mm-hmm. And those who stuck with the gold are... Uh, you know, they were happy campers when things started to move back up again. And arguably, we're going to be happy campers again and probably and perhaps not so long from now. But we'll watch and see. It's survivable. Yes. Yeah. And demand for gold. I mean, we're looking at 143 ounces of gold were sold by the U.S. Mint. Uh, a week ago, it was 101, I believe. And so, you know, there's some big moves going on in the gold market. People are buying we really don't know what the figure is for Silver Eagle since the U.S. Mint, uh, you know, withheld the selling for three weeks. But it was it was on pace to 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 beat a new record for a monthly sales of uh, Silver Eagles. Demand is there, but um, you know it just hasn't been able to push these prices higher. But um, um, well, you've got people, you know. No, no. High probability that the markets are manipulated. High probability that the, that the, you know, the prices do not react simply to questions of supply and demand. And the quest markets are reacting, and sometimes appears to be reacting because government says, "Nope, we don't want that price going up." And one way or another, they are able to suppress prices in order to maintain an illusion. But you know, our bet, if that's particularly, if that's true, we've talked about it before, but if their market is manipulated, that's only cause for celebration. It's frustrating, but it's still cause for celebration if you agree that the manipulation can't continue forever. The manipulation has to fail, and when it does, again, there's that analogy of holding that ball down under water in a swimming pool at beach ball and uh, when they stop holding it down it's going to go shooting up to the surface and above the surface at least for a little while so the one good thing about manipulation if it's really if manipulation is really taking place and if you believe that it has to ultimately fail and we have to return to something like a free market rather than a manipulated market, where we see true prices rather than politically correct prices, then it's safe to bet on gold. It's safe to invest in it. Sooner or later, the beach ball is going to break loose. The only problem is we don't know when. And the other problem is people have a short-term investment perspective. We think in terms of investments, we tend to think in terms, well, we tend to speculate rather than invest, which means we get into things on a short-term basis. 
Gold is really, from my perspective, it's an investment rather than something you speculate in. We'll see some ups, we'll see some downs. But you hang on anyway because ultimately it has to go higher. And the reason it has, two reasons it has to go higher. One, the price has been manipulated, if that's true. And two, what we're really talking about is not just whether gold is going higher, but whether the dollar is going lower. Are we going to see more inflation? We're either going to see more inflation or we're going to see the dollar die. Can't be afforded without inflation. I mean, we'll see a brand new currency. I saw there was a report out just in the last few days where one outfit has calculated that they that the government is planning that the INF, the IMF, the International Monetary Fund, on October 20th, allegedly, they're going to release information where they're going to set up an alternative to the U.S. dollar as world reserve currency. According to the report, it'll probably be based on special drawing rights um, issued by the, by the International Monetary Fund. Well, if that happens, I'm not saying it's going to happen. I, I don't know. I'm just saying it's a report, a calculation, a report from a, a reason, you know, a, a, a source that we could rely on. If it happens that an alternative currency is launched at that time, the dollar's perceived value right now is fundamentally based on its role as world reserve currency and petrol currency. Well, if they set up a new alternative currency, and they specifically said that the special drawing rights could, uh, could set the price for oil, for example, well, if that price is set, they set the price of oil with special drawing rights, um, the dollar is no longer going to be needed overseas. People are going to be able to buy oil with special drawing rights rather than, or at least in addition to dollars. The dollar's value is based on the overseas perception of what the dollar is, that it's the petrol currency, world reserve currency. If a new currency comes out, dollar loses those two statuses, or they are at least diminished. And insofar as they are, result is inflation. Prices go up. Right? That's the implication. Now, are we really going to see a new currency come out on October 20th? Don't know. Let's take a break for some commercial announcements, and Melody and I will be back in a moment. Please stay tuned. obligations or relationship problems have you feeling stressed out when life is too much to handle use apothecary herbs emotional stress formula feel calm and more in control with herbs especially combined to provide the organic nutrition your system needs to help you cope complete instructions for maximum benefit and a money-back guarantee you've waited long enough call apothecary herbs now toll free 866-229-3663 that's 866-229-3663. International callers dial 
875-8010 or order online at the 3 wsthepowerherbscom Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, and Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971, when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. American Voice Radio Network is heard on Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. Hi, folks. I'm Alfred Addis here with Melody Cedarstrom on Financial Survival, brought to you by Discount Gold and Silver. 1-800-375-4188 for all your gold and silver coin needs. What's next, Melody? I want to encourage the listeners to check out our website at dgscoins.com. That is dgscoins.com. Make sure you sign up for our weekly newsletter. And um, I'll have that little bit of a report in there uh, from that company, uh, NIA, and uh, it's pretty interesting. It's quite lengthy, and it shows all the charts and graphs and everything that we can't do on the program. But uh, make sure you sign up for the newsletter that will come out on Monday. we got some great prices. Silver Eagles, uh, the delay on them got a little bit longer. They're available. We can lock in prices um, but the delay is, uh, and I think what is happening is, I'm not so sure if the delay is actually coming from the U.S. Mint, but I think everybody has so many boxes of Silver Eagles that will need to be shipped uh, once the, the U.S. Mint begins releasing them. I mean, it takes time to process it, so uh, that probably added on a, a week uh, for processing and so forth. But um, all of those that you have orders in, uh, you're all processed through shipping, and we're just waiting for the uh, product to get in, so uh, you'll be shipped appropriately. So, um, And that's one thing I do do, is I always make sure everything is processed through shipping, and that way you're at the top of the list, because I'm sure there's a lot of dealers out there that wait you know, until they're ready to be shipped, and then they'll process them, and we just do things a little bit differently here. And also, um, someone told me about someone out there, 
selling one-tenth ounce American gold eagles for $200. And they said it was a couple percent over uh, anybody else. And I told her, I said, what's more than a couple percent? It's more like 60%. So, you know, folks, be careful out there. It doesn't matter who it is. Make sure you shop your prices. I mean, if it's close, that's okay. If you want to support one or the other, I understand that. But really, to be paying that type of percentage increase on someone that is a powerful presence and um, uh, makes you feel at ease and thinks that you're getting a really good product. And those were on Canadian maple leaves, I believe it was. Yeah, that's what she told me. It's Canadian maple leaves. So um, just be careful out there, and we'd be more than happy to help you here at Discount Gold and Silver. During the breakout, we were talking about there's been a landmark deal to slash tariffs on tech products. Major trade powers um, are going to cut tariffs on around 200 technology products. And uh, the World Trade Organization says 49 of its members, including the United Nations, China, and the 28-country European Union reached a tentative accord that caps three years of talks. Three years this has been going on. The products on which import duties will be scrapped under Friday's deal includes GPS navigation equipment, medical scanners, and new generation semiconductors. This deal... Uh, which will be finalized by December, expands the scope of the 1996 Information Technology Agreement involving the 81 countries. Um, This landmark agreement covers trade and products valued at $1.3 trillion a year, or some 7% of global trade. That's huge, Al. Well, I agree. Um, And it can't be good for the United States. Well, depends on your perspective. It means the prices for these electronic devices are going to, will fall because the competition is going to be turned loose. And if you're going to buy a new GPS locator, for example, you're going to get a better price. First quarter of next year, Maybe. Right? it'll probably be as early as you can expect to see it, but you're going to see better, cheaper prices on this. But the flip side is, When we get rid of the tariffs, we're also going to get rid of whatever industries remain in the United States that manufacture these devices. And when we get rid of those companies and those corporations and people say, yay, I can get my stuff cheaper. Okay, that's a good thing. You can get your stuff cheaper. But there are people that used to work in those corporations that manufactured some of those devices, and they won't have jobs anymore. Now, that's not You know, in a sense, we can't break out the violin and start crying for these people. But when those corporations and those factories and those industries disappear from this country, over a period of time, the people of the American people lose the skill set required to make these devices. You give us 10 years of cheap electronic devices coming from China or India or someplace in the third world. And we say, yay, it's cheap. Yeah, but who is going to have enough brains to say, if someone does come up and he says, I want to start a new factory and we're going to manufacture these electronic devices, and now all I have to do is find the help to do it. Well, after 10 years of factories being removed thanks to low tariffs, 
we're going to have a hard time finding employees that already understand some of the fundamentals to make these new technological devices. And there's a loss here that people don't want to consider. Most people just say, I got it cheap. That's all I care about. It didn't cost me much, so it's good for me. Hooray. But there's a loss to this country when we lose the productive capacity to make our own devices. We need that productive capacity, and when we're giving it away, it's not helping us. We, we, we fall for the idea of cheap prices. That's wonderful. Yay, cheap prices. But ultimately, it's bad for the American people. It's going to be bad for employment, bad for business. You know. The way I see it, I mean, certainly there's only three products that are listed, and there was 200 that will be affected. But when you look at the GPS navigation equipment, most of that equipment is installed in vehicles. So the ones that would be able to con- to purchase these at a lower price are going to be your automobile manufacturers. And do you really believe they're going to pass the cost on to the consumer buying that automobile? No. But their bottom line will be bigger because maybe next year they're going to need to have a little bit more uh, revenue coming in. Uh, because of, uh, you know, possible things that we'll, you know, experience here. In the same way with medical scanners, do you really believe your insurance costs are going to go down because all of these hospitals and medical centers can purchase these medical scanners at a lower cost? No. Uh, new generation semiconductors, I don't have a clue what that is, so it can't be good for me, and so I'm not going to be saving any money on it. So the ones that really benefit for this are going to be the multinational corporations. We'll continue. We'll get smaller products or, you know, you know the service agreements will go up or whatever, and, uh, you know, maybe they might give us a lower price on, on one little item to make us feel good so we continue to go out and purchase things. So, you know... <laughs> We will use that. Well, born in a Southland. What? Forty that you out? Yes, no, can you hear that? Yes, I can. I don't know what I'm that is. For the first time. Well, Frank, as Frank has apparently solved the problem. Frank was apparently listening to music while he was producing the program, and he got the music confused oh, well. with the. Uh, so once again, time. we will blame, we will, Frank will take responsibility for whatever that was. Frank's the well, producer. Don't let it happen again. So what's next, Al? I don't know. I've got something here. Here's a headline from the Washington Times. It says FBI sees 53% jump in foreign spies trying to steal U.S. trade secrets. All right. Federal Bureau of Investigations identified a 53% increase in the number of hostile intelligence agents uh, who've been attempting to steal U.S. trade secrets since this time last year. Big jump in one year's time. They blame it in part. The increased cases of economic espionage are tied tightly to international transient trends, meaning lots of people are coming to this country from foreign countries, and they're just coming here to do things that aren't good for us. Right? that aren't going to help this country. There are some people that are coming to be spies. They are, the, in some regards, the least of our, of our problems. But we can also, this is not all that, I won't even say the least of our problems, but this is similar to the, the problem with the illegal aliens. All right? Got people coming into this country not for good reasons, huh? not for reasons that help this country. Here's another headline from the Washington Times. It says, official. China stock crash is U.S. economic warfare. That's the headline. 
last month's stock market crash in China was without any doubt an economic war, an an act of economic war against China covertly waged by the United States with a direct objective of subverting the ruling Communist Party. And this is according to the most powerful leader of China's massive state-owned corporate enterprises. Um, and he says anybody who doesn't believe this uh, is definitely a traitor. He's speaking in China, of course. Um, his name is Mr. Lin. Uh, his company has been aggressively marching into the U.S. aerospace industry. In March 2011, AVIC brought the, bought the Minnesota-based Cirrus aircraft for a reported $210 million. Cirrus, now 100% owned by the Chinese government, is the world's second largest single-engine general aviation aircraft maker after Cessna. All right? Second largest after Cessna is now bought, working here in the United States, but it's 100% owned by the Chinese government. And the point here is China doesn't need to sneak people in to steal our technology. They're in a position to come in and just buy the tech corporations that are using technology. Huh? They don't need spies. They have dollars. They need dollars. They need, you know, and how did they get the dollars? Well, our government thought it was a wonderful idea to send our factories to China and we would work up a huge trade deficit. We wouldn't manufacture things to give to China. We just con China into collecting dollars and not redeeming them here in the United States. Well, now China's sitting on, what, a trillion two or whatever in, in, uh, in U.S. dollars. And they're, what are they going to do with them? Those dollars are inevitably coming back, coming home to roost. And when they do, they'll come back and they will buy corporations in some instances that have technological secrets that other nations have to send in spies to, to get. And China says, no, we don't need any spies. We'll just buy the corporation. Once we do, we have access to all the records. Um, here's another one. Uh, Washington Times. Donald Trump at Texas border warns of tremendous danger from illegal aliens. Again, it's this issue of people coming into this country, products going out of this country, industries going out of this country, people coming in that are not necessarily going to do us any good. Donald Trump brought his hard-changing campaign against illegal immigration to the U.S.-Mexican border on Thursday, warning of great danger from a flood of migrants. It was greeted upon arrival with a mass of onlookers at the Laredo airport. The opponents chanted fuera, which or telling him to get out. A one supporter held a sign that read no era insulta, meaning Trump's controversial comments about Mexico sending rapists and other criminals to the U.S. shouldn't be should be should uh, shouldn't be taken as an insult. Um, my comment is. There's trouble here insofar as these demonstrators are demonstrating in Spanish rather than English. Once again, we're doing what we can to help foreigners come into this country, and we're not protecting the people that are already here. We didn't protect people that were already here when we shipped our factories to foreign countries, knocked our tariffs down. We, didn't, we aren't protecting the, the people who live here by simply mandating, look, if you want to move into this country, plan on learning to speak English. Insofar as we allow people to enter this country, not just enter it legally, but enter it illegally, and they don't have to learn English. They can maintain Spanish. We'll bend over backwards to accommodate them. They can set up their own little communities. They can set up their own states, ultimately. 
They can make Spanish the national language for Arizona if that's what they care to do. Or maybe California or wherever, or various counties or cities or whatever. You know, Russia has this. They Immigrants, people want to immigrate, fine, but they just said, look, you need to learn Russian. You want to come into our culture, you need to learn our, our language insofar as we allow immigrants to come in here and use their native language and we accommodate them. We draft forms here. Let me, you know, what do you want, English or Spanish? All right, on the, on the telephones. And do you want uh, forms? What language do you want this form in? We are not working in the best interest of the American people because we're allowing another culture to move in and making it as convenient as possible for them to maintain their culture within the context of our country. The reason they're coming here, the reason anyone wants to come here, is that at least historically, we've had a culture that was conducive to prosperity. And it's not something to say, well, all you come on up here from some culture where all you do, the most they can do is generate wooden wagon wheels. That's high tech. But we have to respect their culture and we have to, you know, it's stupid. Their culture will cause your life expectancy to fall by five or ten years compared to the life expectancy you might otherwise enjoy under the culture the system of values that's, that, that has been here in the United States. We're being told, oh, you don't have to respect your own system of values. I'm saying you've got to respect your own system of values. It made you prosperous at one point, and it extended your life expectancy dramatically, at least up until one point. And so when we get into this, this nonsense, this insanity, well, wow, we can just grab onto another culture, and we'll respect that while they dance around their hat or some damn thing. That culture is going to get you into poverty. That culture is going to make you poor. That culture will contribute to a relatively early demise. That's why they're leaving their country, because their culture, their values won't produce. They're coming to this country. They don't understand it. It's about the values. And you're not going to pick those values up by maintaining your own culture, by maintaining your native tongue. Let's take a break for some commercials. And I'll be back with Melody on Financial Survival in just a moment. Please stay tuned. aspirin mistake. Aspirin was discovered by mistake during World War II and suppresses your immune system and prevents blood clotting. Don't expose your body to risk when you can use a natural inflammation and pain reliever called Extra Strength Pain Relief by Apothecary Herbs. Discover the power this formula has with salicin to enter the system in 60 seconds to work hard and relieve pain for 12 hours. Whether it's arthritis, sports injury, or flu, you can relieve aches, pain, and swelling with our Extra Strength Pain Relief Formula. Call Apothecary Herbs now, toll-free, 866-229-3663. That's 866-229-3663. International callers dial 704-875-8010. 
or order online at www.thepowerherbs.com. Since the beginning of the United States, kings have sought it, nations have fought for it. It has been traded, borrowed, purchased, and stolen. There is a reason for it. To secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, invest with the security of gold and silver. Call Discount Gold and Silver Trading at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Listen to Financial Survival with your host, Melody Cedarstrom, on American Voice Radio Network and Shortwave Radio. Visit DiscountGoldAndSilverTrading.net or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. For the very best in gold and silver trading, call toll-free 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Call now. I'm Alfred Adisk here with Melody Cedarstrom on Financial Survival. When we stopped for commercials, I had been reading from an article in the Washington Times entitled Donald Trump at Texas Border Warns of Tremendous Danger from Illegal Immigrants. Now, he caught some, and we pointed out that he caught some flack when he arrived. There were Hispanics down there that were chanting and posting signs in Spanish to tell him, you know, buzz off. And the article continues, says, for his part, Mr. Trump didn't back down on his warnings about the border. There's great danger in the illegals. We have a tremendous danger on the border with the illegals coming in. That's Trump. The local Border Patrol Labor Union that had planned to host Mr. Trump backed out on Thursday, saying he had blown the event out of proportion. Mr. Trump said the agents had originally invited him because of the tremendous problem and tremendous crime, but at the last moment said they couldn't get involved. What a proud moment for the Border Patrol. Somebody's coming down to defend what the job they're supposed to be doing. And Trump says, I heard they got orders from Washington, meaning orders from Washington to not have Trump in the, uh, not allow Trump to appear at their lunch and dinner or whatever it was. Um, but the Border Patrol caved. And they, they are not going to provide a forum for the one man in the United States is talking about stopping illegal aliens. Uh, Trump declined to say what he would do about the 11 million illegal immigrants already in the U.S., saying there would be time to talk about that after the border is secure, telling us that Mr. Trump, he wants to build a wall, all right, or some sort of a device, some sort of a barrier that's going to prevent illegal aliens from sneaking into this country. That's the first order of business, and he's right. Because otherwise, we had that situation with uh, um, uh, lady was killed, young woman, 32 years old, walking with her dad, killed in San Francisco 10 days ago, thereabouts. She's killed by an illegal alien who's been thrown out of the country four times and he came back in for the fifth. 
It isn't going to do any good to catch illegal aliens and throw them back across the river if all they have to do is come turn around, walk down the river 100 yards, turn around, come back in. There needs to be a barrier first and foremost, and then we'll figure out what we're going to do with the 11 million illegals who are already here, if that's all there are. Here's something from the Washington Examiners, and they're responding to Trump. Uh, this is their email, and one of them says, anything Mr. Trump does here uh, from here on to upset the lying, spineless, corrupt establishment Republicans and turning their apple cart upside down has my full support. I don't know how serious the man is about becoming president or if he's the answer, but the GOP is no better than left-wing Democrats they were sent to oppose. I hope he stays the course, and he's got a point. This is what's driving this. You know, the Republicans talk this talk. But they don't deliver crap. And it was the same thing when George Bush was in office and the Republican power was so dominant. All right. They controlled the House, the Senate and the White House at the same time. One of the things they could have done, they had the power to put an end to abortion. Did they do it? No. Why? Because the abortion issue has fueled the Republican Party for a couple of decades. And people who are anti-abortion work for the Republican Party because they think the Republican Party is going to help them. But the truth is, when they had the power to do something, they didn't do anything. They talked the talk in order to entice people to support them, the Republican Party. But in the end, they aren't really doing much to help the people. They're doing a lot to help special interests who push money in their pockets, but they're not helping the ordinary people. And that's what this guy, incredulous, he signs off as incredulous. That's what he's talking about. Here's another one. It's interesting to see an American big man, frightening liberal devotees of our weak, girly man president. Another comment. The third one, I will vote for Trump no matter who the Republicans nominate. Neither party does the bidding of the voters who sent them to Washington and are not likely to begin doing so in 2016. And here's the last one I'm going to bring to your attention. It says Trump is showing that it is possible to tell the truth consistently as you see it and survive in politics. And he's right. All right. Most of these people talked about it in the last day or two. Most of the people in politics are, they have learned through bitter experience that there's some things you just don't say if you want to get elected. Because you want to say things about illegal aliens. You want to say things about abortion. You want to say things about any number of subjects. They know that what will happen is if you speak out on a particular subject, there are people who are supporting that subject, and they'll vote against you no matter what. All right. And so if you dare to say the truth on a particular subject, guess what? You've just lost a big chunk of the vote. So what you do is you learn to say nothing while you're speaking. You learn to just smile and wave your hand at the crowd like Miss Alabama in the Miss World contest or the Miss USA contest. It becomes just a beauty contest. Who is going to be our next congressman? Who's going to be our next, our next our president, our next senator? It's a beauty contest. It has nothing to do. There is no evaluation of character. There's no evaluation, real evaluation of intelligence. It's just who's the prettiest candidate. What, Melody? Well, you want to know if Trump is telling the truth or is he letting these sound bites, allowing him to get all the press 
I mean, you know, it is, you know, I mean, none of them are what they seem. So you just have to, you know, is he all about truth or is this his way to stay ahead in the polls because he's getting all the press because mm-hmm. he's saying these things. Now, we believe, you know, it, it is part of the truth, but is he actually telling the truth to tell the truth or is he telling the truth to get the media to get a showing or is it a combination of both? It's one of those questions that no one can ever answer, but here's the point. Insofar, I don't, I don't know what his motives are. I'm not here to argue <laughs> that Mr. Trump should be, he is a saint. All right, and he's due, if he doesn't get pres- the presidency, he should at least be canonized. No. That's not my no. argument. No, I, don't, I get that. I argue that the man is just the more, most moral individual we've ever seen, but he is at least speaking out on what appears to be the truth. And whether it's his truth necessarily, what he's talking about is, in many instances, my truth. All right, he's, I, he's saying what I want to hear, and he's doing it in a way that is in, attracting attention, and a lot of other people are saying, yeah, you go. All right, <clears throat> where was I going with this? I had another comment. Oh, the point is, we have a Trump effect taking place. And I don't care whether Trump is a carnival barker. Right? He is having an effect on the political system in that by telling the truth himself, he's forcing these politicians that have learned over years, don't say that, don't say that, don't say that. They automatically just shut down, won't say anything controversial. He's forcing them to take a position. And I like that. I may not like the position they take, but he's putting them in a position where they can't just BS their way through it in another beauty contest. And will he continue to do that? Will he continue to have that effect for the next, I don't know, 15, 16 months? I don't know. But he's having that effect right now. And from my perspective, I'm sitting back and saying, yeah, yeah, I like it. All right. Here's another one from the Pew uh, polling organization. GOP favorability has plunged to a six-year low since January. The favorability rating of the Republican Party is at its lowest level in six years. A new Pew Research Center poll found that Republicans and Democrats were both at 41% favorable just six months ago, and now the GOP is down to 32%. The Democrat Party is at 48%. Democratic Party is gaining favorability. Republicans are losing it. It says... Republicans in particular will found to be more critical of their own party. It's not the Democrats that are turning their backs to the Republicans. It's the Republicans. And when they say their own party, that's the question. Is the Republican Party really the party of the, the rank-and-file Republicans in this country? They talk the talk, I'll give you that. But aren't they actually doing what's best for the special interests, doing what's best for multinational corporations? When was the last time the Republicans really went to the wall to do what's best for the American people? Has anybody seen that happen lately? I'd like to know about it. I'd like to know about it because it's something I have missed, overlooked, whatever. And this goes back to the, the, the readers who are writing to the, well, the examiner and they're saying, look, I'm voting for Trump because he's doing this, that, and other. They're fed up. We, the people, see the racket that's taken place in Washington, D.C. We are not as dumb 
as a lot of people suspect. The problem is we had no place to turn. You're either a Republican or a Democrat. Where else are you going to go? Well, Trump is changing that. He's saying there's an opportunity here, and you can speak the truth, and maybe you can get something done. And here's another one. Cruz. This is uh, 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 Texas Republican Senator Ted Cruz. The headline is Cruz. Iran deal would make top Democrats financiers of Islamic terrorism. In an interview with the Washington Examiner, Texas Republican Senator Ted Cruz said that if the Iran nuclear deal goes through, over $100 billion could flow on to radical jihadists as a result of sanctions relief. If this deal goes through, President Obama, Hillary Clinton, John Kerry will become the leading global financiers of radical Islamic terrorism. Now, I'm not going to argue that Trump's characterization of these people as the leading global financiers of radical Islamic terrorism is correct. But I am going to suggest that Cruz is coming out and he's saying, hey, he's making what are either extraordinarily truthful statements or extraordinarily outrageous statements. But in doing so, he is perhaps another consequence of Donald Trump's candidate. He's another evidence of the Trump effect. If you want to compete in this national election, you had better have something to say. All right? And not just, here's a picture of my mom and my dog and my wife and the two kids. You're going to have to come up with something better if you want to be elected. You're going to have to take this election seriously. You're going to have to take a stand, and you're going to know that you are going to have, if you want to get elected by a majority, you are going to have to figure on antagonizing a significant minority. And I don't mean in the minority. I mean a political minority. I'm not talking about race or racial. Oh, that'll, that'll probably feed into it. But you're going to have to, take, you're going to, have to stand up. Cruz is being forced to do this. He's doing it, and I'm, I'm speculating that maybe Maybe this is a consequence of Trump standing up. I'm just saying, yay, yay, hooray for Mr. Trump. All right? I may change my mind, but at the moment, hey, you know, he's the best we got at the moment. <laughs> I never thought I would be go, go Trump. <laughs> if yeah. you would have asked me, I'd be, you know, liking Donald Trump 10 years ago. <laughs> we do have a caller. I think we missed him. I don't know if he's still there. We have Wayne from... Texas, we only have a few minutes left of the program, Wayne. Yeah, I'm still here. All right. What you got for us, Wayne? Yeah. Yeah, hey, uh, I know uh, time's short here, so I'll, I'll condense it up. Hey, I want to ask you a question about these sanctuary cities. When you have city officials that steal money from the till or sell influence, that's a felony, and they're probably yep. going to the big house. But under yep. this um, sanctuary city deal, they're all committing felonies by aiding and abetting illegal aliens under Title Eight, I believe it is. So what's the legal principle at work here where they are somehow Teflon-coded uh, and no one goes after them for uh, this obvious uh, breaking the law? Well, because the prosecuting attorney in the city is not going to act against the city to prosecute city members for behaving in a criminal matter in this regard. But that doesn't mean that the public's hands are completely tied. For example, those of you who can understand RICO suits, Racketeer Influence and Corrupt Organization Act 
suits, it's possible to sue on your own without even having an attorney. Um, it's not easy. I'm not going to argue it's easy, but what these cities need to see, if they won't enforce the law, they think they're like Barack Obama, don't need to enforce the law, step up with a lawsuit. If you've been injured by an illegal alien, the government of your city is complicit in that injury. They allowed the illegal alien to cause that injury. If you're what about sure criminal you've been, complaints? Uh, criminal complaints, you're going to have to run them past the grand jury. They can, they can, the, the grand jury can indict a ham, ham sandwich, or the, the prosecuting attorney they'll brag that they can indict a ham sandwich, and they can probably also. It follows that if they can indict a ham sandwich, they can also prevent a serial killer from being indicted. If the prosecutor's okay. not going along with the program, so you don't go through. From my perspective, you don't go through the city, the city mechanism. That's already biased against you. Sue them. Sue them for $100 million. All right? Let the cities, let these sanctuary cities face a couple of $100 million lawsuits, and maybe you'll only collect 50000 But let them face a couple of $100 million lawsuits, and all of a sudden somebody's going to say, you know, we don't need those illegal aliens as much as I thought we did. It's costing us a fortune to defend them, so let's move them on someplace else. Wayne, we're out of time. I want to thank you for okay. your call. We'll talk to you another time. I'm Alfred Adams here with Melody Cedarstrom on Financial Survival, and we'll be back on Monday. Have a good weekend, ladies and gentlemen. In the meantime, the good Lord bless you, me, Melody, Frank, the producer, and Wayne from Texas. Bye-bye. I work all night, I work all day to pay the bills I have to pay. never seems to be a single penny left for me. That's too fast. In my dreams, I have a plan. If I got me a wealthy man, I wouldn't have to work at all. I'd fool around and have a heard on Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. Countries have denied Internet access for their people during civil strife. The FCC seized in-use commercial shortwave frequencies right after the September 11th attacks. No one communication system can be depended on to be there when you need information. You need choices. You need a KU band free-to-air satellite system from AVR. The AVR system includes a receiver, an LNB, and a 75-centimeter dish. All you need to get on your own is the coaxial cable. The system is delivered to your door for one 40 
$149.99. That's right, delivered for $149.99. That's the shipping and the system, $149.99. Call 541-225-4659. That's 541-225-4659. Or visit AmericanVoiceRadio.com and click Satellite System. Can your family survive a food shortage lasting two weeks, six months, or maybe longer? Sound far-fetched? We live in precarious times. There is an ever-increasing possibility of food shortages caused by terrorist attacks, natural disasters, truck strikes, or monetary collapse. You owe it to yourself and family to prepare, and you can by getting a supply of our long-storing, freeze-dried, and dehydrated foods. Our foods are time-tested to store for decades, require a minimum of time and energy to prepare while maintaining superior nutritional value, freshness, and taste. Our foods were designed for the space program and are in constant use today by our own nuclear submarine service. Contact the Freeze Dry Guy today at Freeze Dry Guy at Lancet.com. That's Freeze Dry Guy at L A N S E T.com or call 530-265-8333. 530-265-8333. And let them know you heard it on American Voice Radio. What makes deep sea salt from France so different? Up from the ocean depths in the south of France flow undersea rivers of pristine sea water. At high tide, the prepared salt ponds are filled with this water. Over spring and summer, processed only by ocean breezes and sunshine, the brine thickens and salt crystals float to the top. These are harvested with nets and deposited on wooden drainage flats to dry. The salt is then gathered up, packaged, and shipped around the world. This salt is much more than a box of lifeless sodium chloride. Soldiers worth their salt were once paid with this valuable commodity. It contains 78 to 84 balancing elements. This is living salt, and once you have tasted it, you will never go back to anything else. I've seen this salt in gourmet shops for $30 a pound. Get it now at 4spectrum.us for under $8 a pound. Order 10 pounds and enter the coupon code AVRSALT at checkout and save $20. Ships free to your door or call 800-581-8906. Order today. Fighting soldiers from the sky Fearless men who jump and die Men who mean just what they say The brave men of the Green Beret Silver wings upon their chest These are men, America's best One hundred men will test today but only three when the Green Beret Trained to live off nature's land All right, guys. Trained this is American Voice Radio. You're listening to Freedom Call on this hour. The purpose of Freedom Call is not to sell you a thing, but rather as an intelligence briefing where you might actually uh, consider yourself uh, being briefed by an intelligence officer. I have worked uh, in those positions where I know what is going on behind the veil of national security, and uh, I under 
I've been and speak the language that uh, Barack Hussein Obama uh, claims to come from, Kenya. Their official language is Swahili. I don't know whether he speaks it, but I do. I've read and worked with many Muslims, read the Quran, understand the Muslims, both Obama's fathers, the two dads that he had, were both Muslim. He was registered as a Muslim in Indonesia. Indonesia is the largest concentration of believers in Islam on the planet. You may have thought it was Iraq, Iran, Saudi Arabia. Nope, it's Islamic center is Indonesia. But if you understand the Quran, then you understand what's going on. And that includes with the United States. Now, what you're hearing is Obama saying today, well, you have spoken. I am on your side. Those others, meaning the Republicans, they're wrong. Now, what Obama is basing all of this rhetoric on is the fact that he has continually said that he needs uh, you to understand that he cannot guarantee uh, that seniors will receive their Social Security, that people on disability will receive that disability, that veterans, even disabled veterans, will not receive their checks this coming August unless he gets a deal that will allow him to continue his programs. Now, the Republicans are simply saying, look, we have a debt ceiling. We don't need to exceed the debt ceiling and reset it. What we need is to cut some of the spending because Obama is spending more than all the other presidents put together. We are committed to five different wars. And Obama wants to raise taxes. That is part and just one part of his spending plan. And so there is a reason for all of this. Now, he has made it look like and, for example, news commentators are saying the congressional Republicans are mean and ugly because they won't allow the president to raise taxes on America's rich. And the Republicans won't lift the debt limit. Now, when news anchors and spokespeople, men and women, call Republicans, conservatives, ugly and mean, let me ask you something. How did the Republicans get into Congress? We voted them in there. We threw out the Democrats because the country, they had pulled the plug 
on our economy, and like our blood supply, we were hemorrhaging. We were in danger. We were in a depression, regardless of whether uh, Obama calls it a double-dip recession or not. Now, didn't we vote in the Republicans? That's why they're controlling Congress. And so when these liberal news organizations that are even more liberal than Obama, when they say the Republicans are mean and ugly because they won't uh, allow tax increases, you see, the Democrats are infamous for uh, wanting to pay for programs by raising taxes. And then they say that they will cut to save, to pay for the raise in taxes. But they never cut anything. So they just continue to raise the taxes. Well, now Obama has seen the figures. Now, it could very well be that uh, a, the company taking the poll just made it up. Here is, let me give you an example of how some polls are conducted. Your phone rings. You pick it up. They say, you understand our economy uh, is at a break point. You understand how important it is that America deal with this we need your opinion so that our Congress and our president will have a better idea of how the American people feel. Now, that might convince you to say, well, uh, okay. And then the person will say, are you a Democrat or some other party? If they say some other party, then the pollster says, thank you for your time. Click. Now, if you say, <clears throat> well, I'm a Democrat, then the next uh, question may very well be, uh, have you listened to the president, and do you understand what he's saying, and do you support what the president would do in solving this debt crisis? And if you say, no, I don't believe him, or no, I haven't heard, then thank you, sir. Anyway, they end up through about a half a dozen questions picking out those people who are clearly Obamites that uh, would vote for him no matter what he were to do, including wrap himself in a former Soviet Union red flag or a red flag of China. He certainly doesn't like the stars and stripes, he said so. So, America yesterday was held by a poll. 67% of the people wanted to go along with the president's plan to tax the rich. So, Obama now comes along today and says, I have heard you. I am on your side. We're going to solve our debt problem by taxing the rich. 
Those other people, meaning the Republicans, are wrong. Well, you see how this is manipulation, deception, Machiavelli. Let me explain to you in case you not you heard that term, maybe, but maybe you didn't really know what it is. Niccolo Machiavelli, back in the 15th century, uh, wrote a book. It's, you can still get it in the library. It's called The Prince, like Prince William, The Prince. Niccolo Machiavelli was a statesman and advisor. He was a soldier. And he advised his sovereign how to control the people so that the sovereign's will of taxing the people more or uh, enslaving the people more doing things his way, getting his way, Niccolo Machiavelli taught him the method. And the first step, Niccolo said, is you must create a problem that uh, will put the people under task, that will hurt the people, that will make the people demand that you act. And so, like what? Well, you uh, go to war, five different uh, countries. You uh, give away trillions of dollars in uh, foreign aid. You uh, buy out. Uh, you uh, give the TARP uh, program to banks that are too large to fail. The next thing you know, you have a debt crisis where you won't be able to continue to support plans that uh, provide health uh, for the citizenry, will provide uh, for the poor, provide for the elderly, provide for the unemployed, and the people rise up, and they demand that the king do something to solve this hurtful problem that the king has caused. And then Machiavelli said, now, in solving the problem, you put the people under oppression as you will. You tax them. You say, well, I have to. If you want me to solve this problem, everybody. Have you heard this from Barack Hussein Obama? He says everybody's going to have to to support this, to give a little. Everybody is going to have to get a little sick here. Everybody's going to have to hurt. And so uh, the people say, well, yeah, 67%. Well, yeah, uh, go ahead and tax the rich. What are we turning into? A communist nation? Progressive taxation? Do you think that it ends with that? And it is like, for example, the governor of Texas getting an order from the world court to release a Mexican national 
who is scheduled to die by execution because he raped and murdered a teenage American girl. And look, Obama wanted the governor of Texas to comply. The Congress wanted the governor of Texas to comply. The UN says that we're in violation of international agreement. They wanted the Texas governor to comply, but the Texas governor said, up your kilt, because there's a thing called states' rights. And this Mexican national committed this crime, and the crime was committed in the great state of Texas, against a Texan, and it was rape and murder, to which the death penalty applies. If Obama, the U.S. Congress, the U.N. would have had their way, do you think that that would be it, or do you think that more and more international law would begin to intervene with the state's rights? Well, I think you know the answer to that. And so uh, let me run down a few things before our break. Now, believe me, I have voted Democrat. I have voted Republican. I have voted Independent. Uh, you, I have voted when I was lieutenant. Even though I was in the military, I voted when I was in Vietnam, even though our absentee ballots were never counted. I found that out when I was assigned to the Army General Staff in the Pentagon. But I voted anyway. And I've urged others. They say, well, it doesn't make any difference, Bo. Uh, and uh, look, you know, what this not a dime's worth of difference between a Republican and a Democrat. And third-party members, I've heard it all. I ran as a candidate for president of the United States in 1992. I didn't just uh, stay and make uh, talks over radio. I went to all 50 states, and I did not actually have any idea of being elected president but somebody needed to stand up for just a couple of planks. One is the answer to America's well-being is the Constitution. And secondly is God. And those were my simple planks in my platform. And I spoke before throngs of more than 10,000. It was amazing and surprising that traveling around uh, and doing these stump speeches all over the United States that I would have other better-known people than me speaking at the same uh, place at the same time and how interesting it was that there would be a larger gathering at my talks because people knew Bo Greitz is not just talking politics. 
Bo Greitz is talking truth, and uh, we need to hear. You see, truth is a pearl of great price. Politics uh, belongs on the bottom of the ocean with whale droppings, bankers, and a lot of lawyers. Let me make some statements to be clear. First of all, you see where Obama claims to be a Christian. Why? Because there's about 86% of the United States of America we have. I gave you the figures right down to the single person yesterday. 311 million and a half people. 86% of them claim to be Christians. If Muhammad and uh, these people that change like Cassius Clay, Muhammad Ali, uh, these people, uh, do you think that they uh, would gain votes, that they could be president? Even Muhammad Ali changed from Cassius Clay? No. Well, you got a guy, Barack Hussein Obama. This is a Muslim name. If he claims to be Muslim, do you think that he will garner the votes? Because we see 9-11, we see what the Muslim world is like. I know that they say they honor womanhood. They speak most respectfully about the Virgin Mary in the Holy Quran. But the fact is that women have to cover themselves. Even in Saudi Arabia, a very progressive, uh, leading Muslim country, they cannot drive. They have many restrictions placed upon them. So you probably wouldn't win the presidency if you claim to be a Muslim. But let me say something to you. Barack Hussein Obama is a devout Muslim. Now, when you look at Jeremiah Wright, it is a laugh that he is the Christian pastor of Barack Hussein Obama. All you have to do is look at his background. Look at Obama. I mean, Christ told us, By their fruits shall ye know them. Look at Obama's czars. Are they anti-business? Are they anti-American? They are. Obama says, I don't like the national anthem, I'd change it. I don't like uh, the United States flag. I don't like the Pledge of Allegiance. I don't like this national anthem, all these bombs bursting in air. That U.S. flag has been all over the world as a flag of oppression. Yeah, and on and on. So what flag does he salute? Well, anyway, if you uh, explain to you what Machiavelli Niccolo Machiavelli, 15th century, the prince. You can read it for yourself. It is how to overthrow 
the greatest nation on earth. It's how to overthrow any nation of, by, and for the people. And so, uh, you look at universal health care. This Obamacare has little to do with health. But what does it have to do with? Unionizing millions of hospital and health care workers, as well as uh, adding more and more IRS agents. Uh, Obama doesn't care that giving free health care to 30 million Americans will add trillions to the national debt. What does he care about? It's, it's clear in his fruits He cares about getting a large number of voters that will be organized and registered and vote for him. He cares uh, about uh, things like uh, cap and trade. What he really wants to do is see America drained of its life's blood, its money, and see America with a burden of debt so great it's on its knees begging Europe and globalists to help it to somehow survive by joining the globalist movement. This is who he was when he was young and going to school and studying Marxism and his uh, communist friends. Gosh, he even goes to the point of appointing a self-proclaimed communist to be the czar that would uh, handle all of the green money. That means all the projects that had to do uh, with the green movement, you know, these kinds of, of things... Uh, this and the guy had to resign. And even though Obama appointed him as a czar, so he didn't have to go through a congressional vetting, it didn't work. People are just not going to accept a communist. And so we see the the networks. What is the communist uh, ideology? You take from the rich and you spread it all around. And people become dependent upon the government. Now, if the rich were allowed uh, to work and be rewarded for that work, they could expand businesses, they could hire workers, the wealth gets shared that way. The other way is the wealth gets taken by the government, and now it is no longer the government is for the people, but now the people have to depend upon the government. That is Niccolo Machiavelli's plan. And that's exactly, precisely what he's doing. All right, we're going to take a little bit of a pause. Uh, American Voice Radio's got some things to say to you. Please listen to them. Help those who help us. We'll be right back with... Things that are important in today's news. 
and your family survive a food shortage lasting two weeks, six months, or maybe longer? Sound far-fetched? We live in precarious times. There is an ever-increasing possibility of food shortages caused by terrorist attacks, natural disasters, truck strikes, or monetary collapse. You owe it to yourself and family to prepare, and you can by getting a supply of our long-storing, freeze-dried, and dehydrated foods. Our foods are time-tested to store for decades, require a minimum of time and energy to prepare while maintaining superior nutritional value, freshness, and taste. Our foods were designed for the space program and are in constant use today by our own nuclear submarine service. Contact the Freeze Dry Guy today at freezedryguy at landset.com. That's freezedryguy at l-a-n-s-e-t.com or call 530-265-8333. 530-265-8333. And let them know you heard it on American Voice Radio. What an expert says about distilled water. If you decide on bottled water, make sure it's distilled. However, in the long run, you'll save money if you clean your water at home. It's more convenient than hauling gallon jugs from the store. The gold standard for purifying your water is a system that distills your water and filters it. You have the comfort of knowing there is no chlorine, fluoride, bacteria, viruses, pesticides, or lead. You get nothing but H2O, maximum health. Dr. Robert D. Willis, Jr., M.D. Order your tabletop water distiller for $139.99 postpaid. It comes with everything you need to get pure distilled water. Go to superstore.theamericanvoice.com. That's superstore.theamericanvoice.com. Order now. What makes deep sea salt from France so different? Up from the ocean depths in the south of France flow undersea rivers of pristine sea water. At high tide, the prepared salt ponds are filled with this water. Over spring and summer, processed only by ocean breezes and sunshine, the brine thickens and salt crystals float to the top. These are harvested with nets and deposited on wooden drainage flats to dry. The salt is then gathered up, packaged, and shipped around the world. This salt is much more than a box of lifeless sodium chloride. Soldiers worth their salt were once paid with this valuable commodity. It contains 78 to 84 balancing elements. This is living salt, and once you have tasted it, you will never go back to anything else. I've seen this salt in gourmet shops for $30 a pound. Get it now at 4spectrum.us for under $8 a pound. Order 10 pounds and enter the coupon code AVRSALT at checkout and save $20. Ships free to your door or call 800-581-8906. Order today. American Voice Radio Network is heard on Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices.
right, everybody, you're back. My name is Bo Greitz, and I'm your host. My privilege and my pleasure to brief you on critical issues. Uh, you have the likes of O'Reilly and Hannity, and oh, you've got the liberal side. You've got all of the all of the networks have people who will put out propaganda. I uh, never had any money. Uh, my grandfather was a truck driver. My grandmother uh, worked for the Salvation Army, going around uh, collecting in the honky-tonks. Used to drag me around as just a little boy. I thought everything was perfectly all right. Uh, we had chickens. Uh, you know, we ate. We had fruit trees. We had strawberries growing in the backyard. And, uh, gosh, it, uh, I don't think. I mean, we couldn't afford tea, so we uh, heated hot water. I didn't think anything was wrong with that. My grandfather, an old Dutchman, uh, he would uh, put saccharin in his to make it sweet. And, uh, you know, you get milk from a cow. And so uh, we drank uh, that hot liquid. It always warmed us up uh, in the wintertime. Uh, what I'm saying is, is that I had no uh, great uh, mentors that had degrees uh, uh, in universities. Uh, I didn't uh, go to these think tanks. I was a boy raised in the wheat fields of Oklahoma, but I had uh, a best friend, my dog Smokey, and uh, my grandma changed my whole life. And I've got a picture of this. It's on my, uh, my uh, Facebook. You can go on there and see it. There I am standing in a little Army uniform. It says 1942. Well, I was three years old, and I'm standing there. My grandma has just given me my first gun, a Daisy BB gun. Changed my life. All of a sudden, the chickens that had run me all around the chicken yard and flogged me and wouldn't let me collect the eggs like my grandma sent me out to do, all of a sudden, they began to limp a little bit, uh, and my great-grandfather could catch them on Sunday. That was his duty. He'd come out. He'd go in the chicken uh, yard. We had a fence around it, of course, to keep the dogs and stuff out. And uh, he would run down the slowest chicken. Well, the slowest chicken was always the one, since uh, I got elevated because I had a gun, was always the one that gave me the most trouble when I tried to do a simple chore like collect the eggs. So I would pop the chicken in the butt with my newly acquired uh, BB gun, and I'll tell you again, it, and then the next thing you know, when I'm nine years old, uh, I've got a twenty two rifle. And when I'm 12, I got a thirty thirty Winchester. And that's the way I grew up. And so uh, I, uh, my dad was killed in World War II. My mom was a flyer. Uh, she ended up over in Germany 
with the occupation forces. And so, God, grace me. You should not be allowed to be a parent until you're a grandparent. That way you've got all the patience in the world, and you delight in little children. My grandfather played uh, 50 years in the Salvation Army Band. He played the sousaphone. He was a great big Dutchman. He had a, a really deep, one of these uh, Statler brother type bass voices. He always sang bass. And uh, in the same, we went to two churches. We went to the Salvation Army. Again, 50 years in the Salvation Army band. And we went uh, to the uh, Holy Rollers which was the Assembly of God, the Church of God, the Assembly of God, <clears throat> anything that was kind of like that. Uh, they spoke in tongues and this kind of stuff. And uh, my father, when he was killed, uh, he had $10,000 that he left to me. Now, God guided me. I was a tough kid. When I was in the sixth grade, and one reason that Oklahoma uh, has champion wrestlers is because during the uh, playground breaks, all the boys, we all ran out uh, on the school ground and we wrestled. Well, I was the toughest kid in school. And something, because I was also hard-headed, and I started, I did fine in school until the ninth grade. But I was looking in my grandma's uh, ladies' home journal, and here was a Southern Military Academy, and there was a young man in crisp white duck trousers and a gray uh, coat uh, with uh, buttons all the way to the top of his chin, wearing a shako and a coatee, those uh, fancy hats. And I thought, wow. And I went to my grandma. I said, Mama, can I go to this school? And while everybody else hated scrubbing the toilets with toothbrushes and down on your knees, we never let our foot touch the floor of our room. We had we cut up army blankets into what we call buffers. We slid around on our floors. Because if you put a footprint on there, then, uh, you know, the inspector who came around in white gloves wiped your floor, wiped everything else, uh, you were gigged. And if you were gigged, it meant you couldn't go on leave, which meant you couldn't have any girlfriends and uh, uh, cadets in gray uh, and white uh, looked very nice. It's kind of like the Navy with uh, white and gold wings. They look pretty nice. But I, uh, and I got an appointment to West Point just on my own academics. I didn't have any congressmen. I didn't have any senators behind me. But uh, I was born to be a soldier. And so I volunteered. There wasn't anybody in special forces younger than I was. I wasn't even supposed to be there. You were supposed to be a sergeant. You were supposed to be on your second tour. Then you had to pass all these qualification tests. Nobody thought I could do it, but God made me strong. 
and he gave me a half-decent mind. I'm not brilliant, but, uh, you know, I've been able to go through all the schools as honor graduates uh, and have advanced degrees. But what it allowed me to do is to have jobs like a chief of congressional relations in the office of the Secretary of Defense. Now, there's a job where you got your fingers on everything that's going on. The House, the Senate, the Secretary of Defense. Who do you think the CIA responds to? It's the Department of Defense. I can guarantee you. And so you know all the things that are happening. And on the Army General Staff, I was chief of special activities. This meant any weird thing. I was hired by the chief of staff who I had served as a special operations commander. Uh, I didn't know much about regulations. And I've had generals say, whose army are you in, Bo? You're certainly not in my army. And I would breathe, praise God. Because you can have an army on the parade ground, everybody stiff-legged, walking around uh, like ten or wooden soldiers. And then you've got the other army, dressed in camouflage, to whom all sorts of dirty tricks are taught. And that's been my army. And so... I only care. See, my oath was to the Constitution. And so I don't lie to Congress. I've been to Congress five times. I have told them the truth every time. And in the military, I didn't care about a career, but I was promoted ahead of my contemporaries because I believed I was a warrior that was in my blood. I had had, I'd been armed since I was three. And so you get promoted ahead of your contemporaries, uh, you know, for things like bravery and combat. It means you come back and you want to get involved in America. I'm just because I got out of uniform doesn't mean one. It wasn't my idea. Somebody had to go back for the prisoners of war that we left behind in Southeast Asia. What better person than some hard-headed Oki that had been shot in the back of the head and the bullet bounced off? And so I have remembered my oath. When Randy Weaver is in trouble and you see 400 militarized police, that doesn't sound like the way our founders thought America uh, was going to be for, of, and by the people. And so you, can you get one guy, can one guy break through the 400 militarized police? Absolutely. All you have to do is believe in God, pray to our Father, if it's his will, you'll go right through them just like Moses through the Red Sea. Now, it doesn't always work. Was it right to go for Terry Schiavo down in Pinellas Park? I think it was the right thing to do. I prayed and prayed and prayed over it. I didn't want to go. It was 2,700 miles from my home. 
and the president and Jeb Bush and everybody was supposed to be working to free Terry Schiavo from being starved to death by Judge Greer, a probate judge, a weenie judge of Pinellas County, where that jury group came from that let Casey uh, Anthony go, who killed Kaylee, her daughter. Anyway, we went. I tried everything under the sun. Even I would have committed a capital crime. And it was not God's will. But sometimes I think we're tested. So we have to choose the right as we see it and then leave it to God. And I believe that's the way our founders were able to break free of the King of England where we had one king, King Jesus. By the way, speaking of that, Michelle Bachman and her uh, husband have left uh, their church. And there's nothing wrong with that except that uh, Michelle Bachman is one of the front leaders. And uh, here's what it says, Washington, D.C., Republican presidential candidate Michelle Bachman has long been a darling of conservatives. She announced uh, her White House bid. She officially quit a church she belonged to for years. Bachman, a Minnesota congresswoman, and her husband, Marcus, withdrew their membership from the Salem Lutheran Church, according to church officials. So, uh, what does that mean? Well, it means that maybe the evangelicals, these are the charismatic Christians, these are the Christians that have a lot uh, of make a joyous noise unto the Lord. So they do a lot of singing, a lot of clapping. Uh, many of them speak in tongues. The only thing wrong with that, you know, that I can, and I'm not saying I can't judge it, but I remember, because I have attended uh, these kinds of churches, evangelical uh, as a boy, until I became a man, uh, I attended with my grandfather and grandmother. My grandfather, grandmother never spoke in tongues. All the, because the, we had to go to church on Wednesday, too. That was always prayer meeting night. And I was, as a boy, just a boy growing up, my grandma taught me origami. Uh, to keep me satisfied, because when you go to a charismatic church, an evangelical church, the preacher doesn't stop until the Holy Ghost goes home or leaves. And so sometimes the church service would go for three hours. And the preacher, boy, it was, it was dynamic, I'll tell you that. He would leap over the um, you know, where the diocese, we had a railing went around there, and he would leap over that and run all down the aisle of the church and bang on the, and just uh, with both fists, bang as hard as he could on the doors, uh, 
yelling in tongues. Now, I could never understand, but it sounded to me like he was uh, you know, repeating himself. And now that I have been around the world and been acquainted uh, with uh, through my interest in anthropology and uh, my special forces assignments, uh, I think that maybe when you speak in tongues, you are speaking sort of like Aramaic uh, or who knows, maybe even Hebrew, but more like Aramaic, I think. And, uh, and I, I really believe they have no idea what they're saying. Uh, anyway, he'd run back and he would leap, and I was always hoping he wouldn't catch his foot on the railing. But he never did. And uh, so I was glad that my grandparents weren't speaking in tongues. I never said anything as a boy. But I'm just telling you what my feelings are. So when you have the tea party, the, uh, the power behind the tea party uh, is, and remember Pat Robertson? Pat Robertson was running for president. I supported him. I figured better to have a preacher in there. Uh, that would, we knew, I mean, he was a conventional preacher. He wasn't Jeremiah Wright or some you know, weirdo. And so uh, Pat Robertson, uh, then you know what he did? After he had a great following, then Pat Robertson said, I give all my support to George Bush. And in those days, that meant Daddy Bush. I couldn't believe we were betrayed, double-crossed. I, I knew too much about Daddy Bush. I couldn't support Daddy Bush. But uh, anyway, I think that uh, the power behind the Tea Party uh, is the charismatic uh, churches. And I think there's nothing wrong with being a Lutheran. But I believe that uh, maybe uh, it's a little too close to being a Catholic. Remember, the Catholics excommunicated Luther when Luther said, hey, it's not right. He you know, nailed his theses on the, and thank God for the Germans. They're the one that saved Luther. Otherwise, the Inquisition uh, would have burned him at the stake. But uh, it, you're more popular when you are able to look at uh, a group now, the Tea Party draws all kinds of people because there are patriots all over America. They are Catholic. They're Mormon. Uh, they may be Hindu, Buddhist, uh, Islamics. You don't know. They are for America. And so they go and they uh, listen uh, to the speakers at the at the uh, at, at these exciting town hall meetings. And Michelle Bachman, you know, she is uh, her place. She is a presidential candidate, one of the front runners right now because of the charismatic Christians. So maybe uh, they quit that uh, more traditional, old-fashioned, uh, wear a, a, a talk, reverse collar. Uh, and when I look at it, and I see who the front runner is, Mitt Romney, and the fact that he will 
He said, the best thing that would happen to me is Michelle Bachman. Well, I've already told you what I see wrong with Michelle Bachman, and I've already told you why I don't think that uh, Mitt Romney can beat uh, Obama, especially if he pulls uh, Mrs. Clinton in as his vice president, which I think he's going to do before it's all over. Anyway, uh, you can ponder that. Talk about that. Why did, because Michelle Bachman and her husband, uh, they run this uh, clinic, and they have been uh, fired. I mean, they have received all kinds of, of verbal broadsides from the liberal media because in their clinic, uh, they uh, and the the homosexual organizations that have infiltrated with uh, secret cameras have recorded uh, people who are therapists saying, yes, uh, we treat homosexuality. Yes, uh, homosexuality can be cured. Whoa, boy. So you know what that means. Uh, Michelle Bachman is being bombed along with her husband. So all of these things, then ask yourself, can this woman, uh, with these things, uh, you know, which she has uh, taken on, and some of the, of the really bad comments that she's made that her staff, I think, have japped her, uh, comments that were just not true. They were dumb, as a matter of fact. Do you think she's going to be able to beat Barack Hussein Obama. If Barack Hussein Obama gets in for a second term, I think that America is lost. I honestly believe that America, on a second term with Obama, could end up as just another piece of a global governance where we are being ruled uh, by, like Ali Noor said, a shadow government made up of men and maybe some women uh, who belong uh, to uh, unholy alliances that uh, do not want to see America continue as a nation under God. Now, a, a one factor that has come out that I believe is true, consumer goods across uh, the board, eggs, uh, butter, bacon, bread, just normal consumer goods, have all gone up just about on par with each other 20% over the last year. Now, you wonder, why? Where is the money going? I have less money in my pocket than I had. Well, it's because with Fuel prices topping out. Everything that basically we shop for. We don't. We're not one of those Americans. We're not Amish. And we're not growing it. Uh, then uh, we're shopping for it. If we're shopping for it, it got there by truck probably, or by train, which required diesel fuel. And so uh, have the seniors seen a cost of living adjustment in the last three years 
We haven't. We're not going to. That is taking. That is like Obama saying, okay, I'm going to reduce your Social Security uh, by $100. Whoa. But yet, when prices on everything, staples, consumer goods, have gone up 20% in one year and will continue, do you see how you end up uh, basically being a pauper? The more and more dependent upon government all the time. The closer you have to be, the more you have to support this political machinery. This is what Barack Hussein Obama is trained to do in his neighborhood organization. That is why the Democrats last year working through ACORN, and that's why uh, this Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, that is why we are in the financial position we're in today. They tried and they did recruit in Las Vegas the Dallas football team, well, it was all fraud, signed them up as Democrats. All right, guys, think about what we've said. It is Friday. Think about what you're going to do for the Sabbath. And uh, I'll see you, God willing, on Monday. Stay with American Voice Radio. This has been free. Silver wings upon their chest. These are men, America's best. One hundred men will test today, but only three win the Green Beret. Trained to live off nature's land, trained in combat and a... Over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971, when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family.
breaking the stranglehold of the New World Order. And now, Jay Shanahan. All right, good afternoon. I am Jay Shanahan, and uh, this is the Condition Critical Show. It is Tuesday, 21st of July, 2015, a little after 3 p.m. out here on the Pacific Time Coast. Uh, you're listening right here on American Voice Radio. You know all the stuff. Go to the chat room. Check it out. You know, log in. Do what you have to do. Be careful in there. Uh, you know, don't be throwing any bad words around that sort of thing. And uh, I'm still new at this. I'll try and keep up. If there's any questions or anything like that, comments, I'll try and look at it. But uh, don't count on that just yet. There is one thing I would like to do. I'm going to post it in the chat room uh, right now. And that is a link to donate to Frank's network. I've asked uh, y'all to do that before. I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask again that uh, that you donate to Frank's network. This is a great network. If you want to have it, uh, stick around. Uh, it's kind of nice, I guess, to be able to pay the bills and so forth. And hey, you know, a few bucks here, a few bucks there. That really helps. I'm sure Frank would appreciate it. I know I would. So. I posted the link in the chat room to, to just help maybe donate a little money to, to the old American Voice radio network. Having said all that, I guess we can just maybe get on to some things. And I'm going to talk about briefly this McCain and Donald Trump kerfluffle, whatever you want to call it. I consider it myself to be some kind of a smokescreen. I've said it before. I'll say it again. First off, I've never liked John McCain. I think John McCain is a creep. I don't think there's any really better way to put it. The guy's just a creep. He was a fake war hero. And Donald Trump didn't really say he wasn't a hero. If you watch the whole video, you know, and just look it up in context. You know, listening to it in context, that's kind of not really what he said. Yeah, he was being, you know, kind of a, you know, he was being kind of flippant, but still. That really wasn't what he said, but I would say that because the guy obviously wasn't. He was like a guest. I wouldn't say a guest of honor at the Hanover Hilton, but he was basically like a, a guest. He was like a political prisoner. They used him. His father was an admiral, and, you know, they just – and just you guys can look all that up for yourself. I'm not really going to go into it that deeply with him. Let me just suffice to say, again, that John McCain is a creep, but on the other hand – uh, so is Donald Trump. I mean, if you just watch the guy talk, the guy's kind of creepy. Is, is that who we want to be president? And he's admittedly donated millions of dollars to, to both sides, both candidates, as far as both parties go. So is that really who we want? But now we have this whole charade, and these guys are, are going back and forth. And I just got to tell you, like I've said before, I think it's a smokescreen. We just really need to ignore these people. It, it really... It's amazing to me every four years how ridiculous these campaigns get, just how ridiculous they get. The things that they talk about, like we've got nothing else better to talk about, nothing else better to do. Didn't we just have another bridge collapse down in Southern California on an interstate highway? Just collapsed. And and then the other side of the road, I think it was the west or the eastbound side, whatever, it's been undermined by the monsoons that they get down there. This is an interstate highway system. This isn't like some backcountry road around where I live or where I grew up in southwestern Pennsylvania. It's like an interstate highway. Okay. We got nothing better to do, nothing better to talk about than these two clowns. I mean, 
clowns. It's just really amazing to me if you think about it. You just really sit back and think about uh, this whole process and, and what's going on and how ridiculous it is. And it's like on every network. And so, and here I am bringing it up, but I think it's important to bring up the, to point out how ridiculous it is. And I'm sure that you all understand that. So I'll move on from, from those two. Uh, last thing I'll say on it, I don't want to be redundant. We need to, to really move past these people and just not pay attention to them. And maybe, perhaps maybe they'll go away. The second thing I want to bring up, and this, you all know about Dylan Roof and the supposed uh, white supremacist, that's what they called him, immediately. Uh, shooter down there in South Carolina, he murdered the black people in the church and what have you. So what I found interesting about that, it wasn't that right away they came out with him being white supremacist and, and he had like these Rhodesia white supremacist flags on and and he wrote this manifesto and you get my point. He was a white supremacist. I mean, immediately, right? Well, okay, fast forward to this Muslim that uh, shot up a, a couple of uh, military installations or you know, recruiting center and what have you. Fast forward to that. Okay, now we know he's a Muslim. But it was like almost right after that, there was an article that came out, and it was, I think it was from his parents. Or no, no, I'm sorry. It was, it was, a, it was a, by a Marine. And the, the, the title of the, the headline on the article is A Muslim Marine's Testimony to His Fallen Brothers. Okay, and I read it, and it's kind of disgusting. But the thing is, it's like, okay, so Dylan Roof immediately is like a white supremacist, right? But then a Muslim does just does what a Muslim does, right? I mean, just doing what he's doing. That's what they do. They, they're like terrorists and they kill Americans, and, which now, again, I don't blame them because, you know, we bomb their countries. But nonetheless, it's like almost right away they got to come out with like this, this sympathy story for this guy. Okay, they got to like they got to like drum up some, you know, some other Muslim that was like in the Marines, and he's going to go on and on. And you can I'll post the article in the chat, and you guys can read it for yourself. I don't need to, you know, to, to pull any parts out of that and read it. But if you don't make that, I made that connection almost immediately. I, I just had to read the headline. Like, okay, wait a minute here. Dylan Roof is a white supremacist. He, he hates blacks. Okay, but this guy, well, we gotta we gotta start like backfilling. We gotta start. You know, getting some sympathetic things out here and some things that kind of make this guy look good because we all know that Muslims aren't bad and that they're not terrorists. That's that's the that is the uh, you know that's the the line that they keep hammering out there, and it's disgusting. I see through it. I hope others do as well. We have to. This country has to wake up. Sooner than later, and I fear that it's it's gonna it's gonna be later because it's like every day there's more insanity, and every day we keep losing more and more and more of our freedoms and our liberties, and it just it blows my mind. You remember here just in the last few months, you had a rash of it seemed okay of unarmed black men being murdered by cops. Okay. Now, I'm sure some of that happened. And look, cops, I don't really think they discriminate. And I'll prove that 
by here just recently, a Memphis man. And this happened the day before yesterday or something. It's a white guy. He was at a concert with his wife somewhere down there in Memphis at a, it was like a widespread panic concert, whatever. And on the way home where he left, he, it says he was intoxicated, might have been on some uh, hallucinogens, what have you. So he gets out of the car, and then just like a passerby or you know, someone's supposed to do, because they read the billboards, if you see something, you know, say something, well, this, this person called the, the cops because they saw this person acting erratically. Not dangerously, just erratically. You know, it's odd. So, of course, the cops come. I mean, why not? I'm sure they descended full SWAT team. Long story short, uh, he's dead. They, they, I guess he wasn't following police instructions or what have you, and so they hogtied this guy. Hands, you know, like a hog. Like a hog. Hogtied him. Put his hands and arms, you know, behind his back and cinched it down nice. And then the, the one cop, I guess, was kneeling on his back. You know, he, he had to make sure to get that, you know, to get it nice and tight, you know, because this guy was obviously a threat. Not... Okay. Long story short, like I said, the guy's dead. And, you know, call me goofy. You know, call me one of those guys. There you go, Jay. But the first thing I said was, well, where's the, where's the headline? Unarmed white guy gets killed by cops. I, I didn't see that headline. In fact, uh, you're probably not going to see much more of this after this one particular uh, story. You, you probably won't even hear about it again, that, uh, like an unarmed white guy gets murdered uh, by the police. See, I, I don't, I don't get it how we don't, how other people don't, you know, draw these comparisons and, and point these things out. Now, I have yet to call this police department. It's in South Haven, Mississippi. That's something I plan on doing here on my next couple of days off is making some phone calls and kind of trying to get to the bottom of things and just kind of doing what I do, just kind of being the, the activist that I think that like I've said before, that if each and every one of us could be more of, maybe things would be better or, or get better. And I'm not saying that people on this network or anyone on this network or anyone is listening isn't that way. But if we could all maybe just uh, step it up just a, a, a little bit more, uh, there's there's got to be more that we can do. There's there's There has to be just more than we can do. And we should do everything that we can. I'll get on from those those headlines. I just thought I'd point those out. They were just kind of struck me. Uh, <clears throat> earlier in the week, after my show last week, it, it was actually in the chat room. There was a long discussion going back and forth, and it got to, like, wars and, like, why do we fight wars? And I think the question was asked of me, actually, and I didn't really have to think about it. And, and, and here's what, what I'll say to you, and this is kind of how the conversation went. In a little bit of time we have left before the break here. And, and, and look, the only reason this country should fight wars, as far as I'm concerned, and, and look, and first of all, not all wars are righteous. Some aren't. Some you shouldn't fight. But there are reasons for both. And there, and there, there are not that many, or either one combined. You have uh, protecting national borders, which, of course, we don't do. But that would be a reason to fight a war. Or expanding our borders which some people could say that's kind of what we're doing, but not really, and that wouldn't be a righteous thing to do either. Uh, and then there would be maybe protecting your national interest or you know, pe or your, your people as citizens and so forth. And I would say as far as protecting our citizens, uh, obviously we don't do that. Protecting our, our national interest, 
I guess you could say we do that, but what I would say to that is, what are our national interests? I mean, are they defined anywhere? Because uh, they could just they could change daily, and they seemingly do. They at least change weekly. <laughs> okay, certainly they change monthly or yearly. They just change. Okay, that's this now, and well, okay, now this is our national. So now we're going to fight for that, and. And so those are really only a few of the, the reasons why we should fight wars. And now, so why am I bringing this up? Well, it was an interesting conversation. And I had to think, because somebody asked, it was in the chat room, when was the last time you think we fought a righteous war? And I really, okay, I had to think. I'm like, well, maybe, I guess, the, the Revolutionary War, I guess maybe that was the last one that I can think of. You know, I'm not like a, a war historian or, or anything like that, but just kind of reflecting back that, that's probably, you know, the last one that we fought. Uh, I mean, as far as like a, a righteous war or like a real war, because we don't really fight wars anymore. Okay, wars have definitions and they have like, you know, there's something, there's a defined goal. It's a war, you're going to declare a war, you're going to, you know, amass troops and you're going to go off and fight a war and you're going to win it or lose it. Well, that's not what we do any, any longer. Okay, what we do now is like one of two things. Mostly, we plunder. And if you look up the definition of plunder, it essentially means taking people's stuff. That's what we do now. We just go around and we do one of two things. We either conquer or we plunder. And that's not righteous. And, and if anybody can say differently, I'm open. My ears are wide open because that is all we do now. It, can anybody say any differently that that's not what this country does? And it's sickening. It's sickening to watch. And, to, and it's, it's just sickening to watch the, the commercials and, and, the, and the news articles and, and, and like the news, especially like Fox News and those creeps over at Fox News. And it's all about patriotism and love your country and we got to support the troops. Well, the ones that go over Okay, that's what they don't say. We got to support the ones that go over. Meaning, not we don't, not us. I'm not going. But let's support those other guys. You know, let's support them while they get. You know, while they're plundering. You know, some poor, helpless. You know, third world. You know, area that's you know basically up with some grass huts. Okay, uh, but they maybe they got some minerals under the ground. Or something like that. And I know that might sound kind of, uh, you know, thin, but that's, you get my drift. That's, that's what we do. And, and at the same time, the people that rah, 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 they never go. And, and it sickens me because for people that served in the military, it, it kind of strikes a, a chord with me. And it, I got to tell you, you know, I'm getting older. I'm nearly 51 years old, and I rarely talk about my military service. I mean, there's guys at work sometimes that ask, and, and anymore I just don't really talk about it. I tell them, look, I, yeah, I serve, but I'm not proud that I served. I would never serve for this country again. I forbid my children to do so uh, because why would I want my son to join the military and, and to do what they're doing now? That's honorable. That just doesn't even make any sense to me. Or maybe he doesn't even come back. You know, maybe he gets killed, and that's more likely that he gets killed. Or maybe he comes back, you know, missing a limb, or, you know, the side of his head's caved in, and he's, you know, he's got brain damage for the rest of his life. 
that's the kind of stuff that happens. That's the stuff they don't report. And I just, you know, thought it was interesting and in, uh, how the conversation went. And if we all thought about it maybe more, uh, just a little bit more, you know. Think, and, and, and on top of that, think about this. How many trillions of dollars have we spent, you know, doing these, this conquering and this plundering? How, how, how much? Well, it's bankrupted us. We're like, what, two, $200 trillion, they say? Well, they say like, what, 17 or 18 or whatever. But it's, it's much more than that. And I would say that, I would say that most of that is because of our plundering and so forth. And, and here's the thing. I mentioned like a bridge collapsing, you know, down there in California here just recently. So, you know, we, we got all this money, obviously, you know, to, to, you know, fly people around and, and drop bombs on people that didn't do anything to us. And then at the same time, wonder why, you know, Muslims, you know, go shoot up a, a Marine uh, Reserve Center. Yeah, we, we got all that money, but we don't have money to, you know, maybe, I don't know, put some rebar in a bridge or, you know, dig a drainage ditch and keep the water away or something. Um, we don't have that. It just it just boggles my mind. And it's not going to get any better if if we just keep if we participate in, in the the charade that has become these presidential elections. It's not going to get any better. That's all they talk about. I mean, that's all they talk about is is the war on terror. The, the war on terror. That's like never ending. You know, is what what continent is terror? Is that a continent? Is that a country somewhere? No, it's like a concept. It's something they just made up, and they could just. Well, everybody's a terrorist now. I mean, at first it was just maybe the, the Muslims or, you know, those people over there. But I mean, that wasn't enough. I mean, they kind of they started running out of, I guess, people over there, and they so they got in their little smoke filled room and they thought, yeah, we're running out of people here. Uh, we're running out of terrorists. And then somebody. You know, kind of looked up, perked up, and said, oh, hey, I got an idea. How about domestic terrorism? Hey, that's a good one there, Bob. Well, there you go. So now we got like, well, we've got like a, a never-ending source of terrorists. We have those guys over there. I guess call them the foreign terrorists. And then we have, well, you and me. You have the domestic terrorists. Well, except, well, Dylan Roof was a domestic terrorist. The Muslim that shot up the Marine uh, Reserve Center. He was just like a depressed. He was just a depressed guy. You know, his, his family said he was a decent guy, and he was just depressed. He, he wasn't a domestic terrorist. I, I'm sorry about that, because uh, after all, he was a Muslim, and they're the, the religion of peace, right? Anyway, so we have all this money to fight these wars, and, and we don't have any money to to fix our roads, and so. You know, while you're trying to go to your, because maybe you have two jobs and you may be just rushing from your first one to your second one, while you're doing that, you're going to maybe die because the bridge collapses. And what a country, you know? It's just unbelievable. What a country. And they expect us to pay our bills, you know, and, it's same, and, and they don't even pay theirs. You know, well, here's the thing. I wrote something down. You know, they expect us to pay our bills and theirs too. That's what's going on, folks. They they wage these wars. These and I I even struggle 
you know, to, to even call them wars anymore. They have to be called something different. You, know, you make something up. I don't know. It's, well, the, the plunder, I, I said, but that, that's where we are. And if we keep participating in this, you know, this federal system, it's, it's, going, to, it's going to perpetuate. It's going to keep going. So I ask you guys, what more can you do? If there's just maybe one more thing you can do today or tomorrow, pick something, one, one a day or maybe one a week to do. Make a phone call, write a letter. And, and I, have, you know, I get some feedback from the show sometimes, and somebody said, you sound kind of contradictory. You know, on one hand, you say you want to you know, boycott and don't participate you know, in, in this federal system and so forth, but at the same time, you know, you be active, maybe make phone calls and letters and so forth. And I guess I could see that, so I'll clarify. I guess what I should have said is, or what I will say is, that, well, we already have a system. That, I mean, it's there for better or for worse. So, I mean, we, we can't really ignore it. They won't let us ignore it. So, at least with what we have in place, we should expect them, because they are there. They have sworn to, to uphold you know, the Constitution, they, I mean, they did do that. I know that sounds, <laughs> Constitution was that, But they did, and so I think it would be appropriate to call them and say, uh, hey, uh, by the way, uh, you know you're violating the Constitution with, like, the TPP and, and, and these, you know, plunder escapades that, that, you know, you go around around the globe and so forth and call them. And, and, it, it, and it's not hard to find a reason to call any of these representatives. It's, it's not because they're all corrupt, and they all do something illegal probably a dozen or more times a day. So it, it wouldn't be hard to find something to, to call them about. So I kind of wanted to clarify that, because maybe it did sound like a contradiction at the time. So I hope that, that clears that up, is that, yeah, we should, you know, boycott, you know, these elections. Because here's the thing, again, I mean, it doesn't matter who you vote for. And I hope this, I don't know how this sounds. It, Cynical? Because I don't, it doesn't matter who you vote for. Does it? They're going to put in place who they want to put in place. And, and I still believe, I really do, that, if, that we, can, we can take this back. That we can take this back. The federal government is not as strong as they think they are. Now, look, they're getting stronger every day, but I, think they're, I don't think that they're really as strong as they think they are for, like, one main reason. And... And that main reason is because they're stupid. These people are morons, okay? And they're power hungry, each and every one of them. So there's not like one leader, okay? This is a very discombobulated group of morons, and they're, they're chasing their tails. But, you know, it's kind of, you know, they are somewhat in charge. I hope that doesn't sound too contradictory, but I guess the point I'm trying to make is that we, we can make a difference. But we're not going to make that difference by voting for or supporting somebody like the, the, the creep. Well, I know McCain isn't running anymore, but Trump, come on. Does anybody really want that guy to be president? Just watch him talk. He comes off as kind of creepy, you know. Yeah, he's saying all the right things, but that, that kind of, you know, I'm just cynical. I've said it before. I'm cynical. These Anybody that's running for federal office, certainly president, okay, I'm just right away. I'm like, okay. Where's the smoke screen here? I'm I'm automatically kind of looking, you know, for the for the you know the the little 
juke that they do. Okay, what's going on? What's his other hand doing? That's what we all need to be doing. We all need to be doing that. I mean, where's Hillary Clinton been? She's been largely kind of silent. Now, I understand why. I mean, she's she's a pretty disgusting person. She knows she doesn't have anything to say. I think she actually knows now at this point that people don't like her or care for her. That's why I don't think it matters if you vote. I mean, if they, if they want her to be president here in a year or so, she's going to be president whether we like it or not. And we're about ready for break, so uh, I'll wrap up all of that, uh, kind of mull that around, if you will, post some comments in, in the chat room. And uh, when we get back for the second half of the show, I'll kind of move on to a, a second topic, and we'll see you then.
have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971, when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. Well, I'll be. 
Critical Show. I'm your host, Jay Shanahan. It is Tuesday. It's the 21st of July, 2015. It is 3.37 p.m. out here on the Pacific Time Coast. Again, you're listening right here on America Voice Radio. You can go to the chat room. Uh, I can see it's nicely populated at the moment, and that's great. Uh, again, I don't. I posted some articles in there during the break. Oh, let me just say this. Let's get a big round of applause for... For Buck Owens. I'm a big Buck Owens fan. I don't comment much on my music, but I do like Buck Owens. Uh, anyway, yeah, go to the American Voice, go to the chat room, get in there and participate, do what you have to do. It's a great uh, resource and so forth. I posted the link earlier on how to donate, and uh, I'm, I'm gonna. this is going to be something that I do weekly. Yeah, I hope you all don't mind. I would really appreciate if you donate You know, to Frank's network. I'll post the link again at the end of the show. It's really easy to do. You can do it on PayPal. You can do it one time. You can do a $5 monthly thing. It's real easy. Not that much money. Uh, and it, I, it, I would appreciate it, as I'm sure uh, Frank would. Okay. Moving on. I was going to mention a couple of things about Greece and what have you, but I guess the only thing really I'm going to, because that's kind of become some kind of a smokescreen for something else. Uh you know, uh, two, okay, call me cynical. But I guess the only thing that I'll say about Greece and the whole thing going over there is austerity measure, measures? <laughs> really? I mean, who takes those? Who takes those? Uh, does Bill Gates ever take an austerity, austerity measure? I mean, does he sit around with his, like, board of directors and, and hey, guys, uh, hmm, I think we have to get rid of the 100-foot yacht. Uh, does that ever happen? No, which would make more sense. You know, maybe for him to just downgrade to maybe a 75-foot yacht or a 50-foot yacht. Hey, I'm whatever, man, it's his money. But, no, it's always the guy living in the grass hut. You know, he's the one that has to, you know, with his wife and 18 kids. You know, they, they got to, well, what do you think there? Uh, uh, what, what do you think we need? Well, I, I think we have to maybe cut back uh, this month. and. Cut back. We're already just eating seaweed here, okay? But this is, that's all—that's what austerity measures are. So that's really all I'm gonna say about Greece. That's just another smokescreen. It's just another way for you know the, this global government, this these central banks, you know these world banks to because uh, they got no money. You you guys know the drill. They got no money. Okay, so they got to go steal it somewhere. Okay, and next week it's going to be your pension fund or your health care, okay, uh, or your taxes raised or your uh, street lights yanked out because they can't afford the electricity. It's not going to be the street lights in their gated communities or where they live, and it's not going to be, you know, austerity measures on their part. It's always going to be on your part. Okay, so that's all I'm going to say about Greece. Ah. It just so that kind of stuff frustrates me, you know, when I watch it, when I hear about it, because I'm like screaming at the, the the news, and when I'm reading the, the paper, I'm like, man, doesn't anybody see what's going on here? How we're being we're being just duped and just being ripped off, and I'm I'm tired of it. I'm sick of it. So I had a couple things happen in the last maybe week and a half, uh, and I'll I want to talk about those right now. Uh, I was going to work. One day last week, I left my house, 
I'm heading out towards the freeway. And uh, as I'm going down the side street heading towards the freeway, I, I see in the distance a guy. He's on the same side of the street walking. And I could tell he, you know, it's on crutches. This is a young black guy. He was probably in his late 20s, uh, early 30s. You know, had a decent pair of shorts, sports shorts on and a tank top. You know, clean. You know, he, he, he looked like a healthy, you know, normal person. Other than the fact that he was missing a leg. Okay. And he was hobbling down the, the, the gravel path along the side of the road. Okay. That's what I saw. And as I drove past, I just had to think to myself, I thought, I wonder, I wonder if Michelle Obama's kid, if she were missing a leg, if she would have to hobble up a gravel path. And he was obviously struggling. I mean, with these crutches, uh, you know, he was, he was doing a pretty good job. It's a gravel and there's potholes and, and what have you. And it just, it just, well, it angered me, folks. It just angered me. And I thought about that. Like, for half of my night, I, it just angered me. I'm like, and, and, and like I spoke about in the, in the first part of the show, we got money to go bomb people into oblivion, okay? We got money to do all kind of nonsense, but we ain't got no money to maybe make sure this guy has a prosthetic leg or something, some other better dignified means of walking around. I, that's just the, some of the – that just struck me is, is what, what is wrong with this country? And I don't know. I just It just struck me, you know. And it just so happened, and I still think about it, you know. And I guess I'm supposed to be a racist, though, because I'm a white guy. Uh, and I have some tattoos, mostly military, uh, and I'm, I, I'm not supposed to, 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 to like black people, I guess. But yet here I felt some compassion, you know, for this stranger who was hobbling. It just just struck me, you know, that we should we, we should be we should do better for our people. You know, this isn't a third. Well, maybe it is. Maybe it's becoming that, but it's really not. We're not a third world country, okay? We should be able to do better for our citizens. It just doesn't, I'm sorry. Now I know you're saying, what, Jay, everybody? What are you talking, welfare? No, 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 man. There's some common sense here, but the guy's got no leg. Okay, now I don't know why he's missing it. He, he looked maybe young enough to be a veteran of some sort. And it wouldn't surprise me if he were, given the, the whole VA uh, debacle. Uh, but... It probably wasn't, but again, uh, he, you know, you know, a year ago or five years ago, I would have said no way. You know, the guy's whatever he comes in a car wreck or something. But he could have may well have been a veteran. I'm just saying, why can't we do better? Why can't we do better for our our people than that? Okay, than that. And then the next thing that happened, I was now at work. I drive truck. I'm up in Seattle. I'm going to a place to deliver. And you see them when you come up to these intersections. Uh, you see homeless people a, a lot, okay, more than you ever had. I mean, when you drive up through Seattle, you, you've got all these raised, elevated roadways and such. Man, it's tent city, okay, and you've got some pretty elaborate tent cities. And I don't mean the official ones that the knucklehead 
government of Seattle has uh, established. They have these tent cities. Uh, some of them are called Nicholsville for the former mayor who, who, you know, dreamed up those things. Whatever. The ones that you see, like underneath the, uh, you know, the, these elevator roadways and such. These are like rogue. You know, these are, you know, these aren't like sanctioned tent cities. And like I said, they're quite elaborate. They got tents and they got tarps that they got from from somewhere and, and shopping carts. I call mobile homes. I know that's probably rude to say, but whatever. Point is, you see these uh, homeless people in encampments, and then you see when you come to stop signs or red lights. I mean, it's like there they are, and they come out with their cups, and you know, and some of them are okay, man. It's very you got a cigarette or whatever. Bottle. Hey, sometimes I give them a bottle of water or I got a piece of fruit or whatever. Okay. I don't oftentimes uh, give them money because I don't, I'm one of those guys that doesn't carry any cash mostly. Uh, So it's not because, you know, uh, you know, I think you should maybe go get a job or something like that. I, I, I used to think that way a long time ago. I don't think that way anymore. It's when I don't give money because man, I'm broke too. Okay. Kind of. I mean, I know I'm not as broke as, as they are, but I mean, you get my point. Well, I'm coming up to a red light now. I mean, I'm in basically downtown Seattle, and, and so I'm coming up this red light, and here I see it, okay? And this was a, 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 a young girl, okay? Now, I have children, and I have two daughters, okay? And this was a young girl, uh, and she was filthy. She couldn't have been more than 15. She couldn't have certainly been more than 17, but this was a young girl. And she was, she was kind of... Uh, not altogether there. She wasn't acting crazy, but she had like this. Uh, it's hard for me to, to, to kind of demonstrate it because you can't see me. But she was just not like I said. She wasn't acting erratic or crazy, but she just kind of had this woke in her. You know, her head was somewhat kind of bobbing, and and it was hard. Okay, it's even hard for me to talk about because. And the first thing, the first thing I said is, "Where is your father, child? Where is your parent? Where are your parents?" And she's going up to one car, and, and you know, she wouldn't even look, really, because, you know, she was not really, there was obviously, if it was an act, it was a good one, okay. But it just, it just really, it saddened me. I mean, there she, in, in her, she was just, like I said, she was, like, really filthy. Her clothes were just really dirty, and her hair was just all messed up, and her face was all dirty, and she walked up to my cab at the, the truck and looked up. And like I said, it was, it was a hard thing, you know, for me to witness. And so there wasn't much I could, again, I didn't have any money and she just walked away. She wasn't being uh, aggressive or anything like that. But again, I'm like, I, and I just thought about that. I'm like, man, I, I've got a daughter. What if that were my daughter? And it, it's, that started to anger me. Can't we do better? <laughs> Can't we do better than to have that? Is that what we need to see every day? Now, look, I know people are going to be homeless. I know we can't save everybody, but we can certainly do better than we're doing now. If we got money to go, I'm sorry if it sounds redundant, but we got money to go carpet bomb other countries that didn't do anything to us. We can make something up and Oh, yeah, the people at Fox News and the morons that watch that, yeah, go get them. What if that were your daughter? I would want to add. What if that were Bill O'Reilly's daughter? Does he have a daughter? 
I don't know. Is he capable of having a daughter? I don't know. I think he's a creep, so I don't know. But you get my point. I don't understand how we can't do better in this country. Like we don't have anything else better to do. Just imagine, if you will, if we just stopped the nonsense right now. If we just stopped, if we had a candidate running for president that said, no more. We're knocking all this nonsense off. And if he has to for a moment to become a fascist dictator and take this country back and arrest the bankers and then hang them, okay, and then arrest the politicians and then hang them after their speedy trial, each and every last one of them for treason, take this country back and say, we're going to do better. We're not going to go off and fight these wars anymore and plunder these nations that didn't do anything to us for no reason. We're going to take care of our people. And yeah, Donald Trump was right about, you know, the Mexicans that come in are murderers and rapists and so forth. John McCain himself agreed to that. He ran a campaign ad when he was running for Senate, that creep. He said the same thing. Or oh, does he forget? No, he doesn't forget. He's just a creep. Just like every one of these other people that, that run for federal office. We can't do better for our own people. I don't see Chelsea Clinton panhandling on the side of a, you know, in an intersection in some downtown city. I don't see that. You're never going to see that. We got to do better. Where's the politician? Where's the politician running for president in this election cycle that is going to come out and have the guts to start saying those kind of things? That we're going to knock this off. We're not doing this anymore. And when some 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 bimbo reporter from CNN wants to get kind of wise-assed with them and ask him some goofy question, just shut her up. I'm not talking about that. This is what we're going to do right now. We're going to take the country back. We're going to fix things. We're going to take care of our own people. I'm not going to. I'm not going to stand by while there's a, a a young, seemingly healthy man having to hobble up the side of a road because he doesn't have a leg. I'm going to fix that. That's what I'm going to fix. Another thing I'm going to fix is I'm going to make sure that some poor little 15-year-old girl who's obviously got a mental problem isn't panhandling and obviously being taken advantage of otherwise, that is what should disgust people, and that is what should move people to action, our politicians. Not bombing countries that didn't do anything to us and just creating more problems. We can do better, but we're not going to do better with the current crop of Morons. And what I think that we just have another one. It's like too many now. Didn't somebody else just announce his candidacy for president like yesterday? Maybe you guys can point him out in in the chat room or something like that. There's now there's another one, and he's going to be talking about the same things. He's going to be talking about the same things. And it just blows my mind. We got he got nothing else to talk about. There's nothing else like really going on. And I don't know how they can't see it. 
mean, because it's like happening, folks. The infrastructure's crumbling. How old's the interstate highway system? Who, what was it, Eisenhower? So we're talking like the 50s, okay? And the, these, these freeways, these interstate freeways out here on the West Coast, okay, I can tell you that some of them, like I-90 in Idaho, I mean, I remember when I came out here to visit in the early, the late 80s. It wasn't even finished through Coeur d'Alene yet. Okay, so these aren't like, you know, these aren't like really old structures and, and roadways, these interstate highway systems. Now, I know that they're heavily used and so forth, and I, I get it, but it's not like they're, these are like relics, okay, like these are uh, ancient structures. And here's another thing. Weren't the interstate highway systems, uh, like, invented and, and constructed for, like, national defense? Well, what if something were to happen? Not that they would do anything about it. I know Arizona, well, it's California, Palm Springs, close to the border, very close. So I guess it really wouldn't matter if, if like, a band of Mexican uh, criminals, and that happens all the time. So I guess the point is, I mean, national defense, what's that? I mean, we don't defend our borders anyway, so I guess I guess they figure why do we need to, to maintain the roadways? But I'm just being flippant now. But I don't see, and, I, and, and I'm just losing faith. Uh, I'm losing faith in, in well, I'm, I've certainly lost faith in, 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 in our political process and, and the people that, that run for office, but I'm somewhat losing faith in, in the people. It's like a, so much of a dog-eat-dog -dog world out there that it just blows my mind. we got to do better, folks. And we can do better. I know we can. There, there are good people in this country. We just have to, to get out of this fog and turn off the television and, and get better. Well, I, that was my rant, I guess, for this week. Uh, I, I understand I got some feedback. It's almost time for the end of the show about the sound being a little bit hollow and so forth. Frank, it tells me that uh, the clarity is good, not that you would understand me anyway, <laughs> but at least you can hear my words. I'll try and work on that. It may, may be there's a little bit of a studio I kind of constructed here. I don't think it's my mic. I'll work on that. I hope the sound's not too bad. I hope it, I hope it isn't. Uh, I have listened. And it didn't sound that way in the first show, but it sounded much worse the second show and a couple people commented. So I just wanted to, to kind of bring that uh, to your attention. Secondly, uh, again, it's getting towards the end of the show. Donate. Uh, I'll put the uh, donate link in, in the chat room again. It's always great coming on here and, and talking with you all and, 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 you know, just trying to, to, to get maybe one more voice out there. If, if one, maybe if I can just, change one more people's mind or get somebody else to, you know, it's like, it's like that domino thing I talked about, you know, and it, it, you just never know where it's going to happen. And, I, you know, I, I thank you all for listening. This has been a really great honor for me, and it's been something completely different as well. Uh, I know you, a lot of you have heard me call into the show before, and, I, and I've, I'll say for myself, I seem – like much more of a better caller or what have you. Uh, but this has been a really new and a really great experience for me, like having my own show, and I'm really digging it. So, and I hope you guys are as well. Uh, I'll come back next week and the week after, and I think it's great. Uh, 
And I appreciate uh, Frank for giving me this opportunity. I'm, I'm really honored. Uh, I'm a, a huge fan of this network, have been for a lot of years, and I, I can go on and on about that. Uh, but like I said before, it's a good network, and, and, you know, it's a genuine network, and, and that's important, you know, because you, we don't have that a, a lot in this country anymore. There's, there's, there's really that, not that much stuff left that is genuine. Uh, everything is fake and, and, you know, everything is just kind of contrived and, and, and made up and people just kind of go through the motions and, and you don't really, you don't get that here at all. Uh, it's genuine and you can have open and honest and no pun intended. You can have frank discussions uh, and heated at, at times, you know, in this chat room and on this network with other, with the other hosts and so forth. And let me say that before the show ends is that there is a lot of great programming still to come today uh, on this network. And I encourage all of us to keep staying tuned. I know we're busy and we have things to do, but, you know, tune in, man, and, and listen. And, and let's, let's take this country back in one way or the other. So, you know, I, whatever that implies, you know, I've, that might get into the whole civil disobedience versus uncivil disobedience thing, but that's coming whether we want it to or not. So uh, you may as well get prepared. And while I'm speaking of preparedness, I know it's almost towards the end of the show. I talk, I tell people, buy a rifle, and you should. But secondly, and maybe firstly, is you got to be physically, you got to be physically prepared. So go for a walk, maybe stop eating junk food. Okay, do some calisthenics, you know, some jumping jacks. Because look, man, the criminals are getting strong. Okay, the, the criminals are getting strong. They're like lifting weights in prison. You know that, okay? And so they're getting strong, and they're they're getting like physically fit. You know, I think we should as well. And I do that. So we are at the end of the show, guys. It's been great talking with you all. You guys have a great day, and God bless you all. vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? 
Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, and Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971, when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. running out, jobs leaving the country. Many people cannot afford to eat or keep a roof over their head. Too many can do neither. Messiah's Branch has a mission church in Wichita, Kansas that helps the victims of this banker's economy, the American people, your neighbors. The mission is the last hope for so many Americans. We need your help to lift up the poorest of the poor. These are men, women, and children who once had homes, now in the street. They all need what you need. First aid, beds, food, clothing, and so on. You can send a monetary gift or a box of necessities to 230 West 4th Street, Florence, Kansas, 66851. Or donate online by going to wichitahomeless.com or simply call 316 316-
All right, welcome to New World Order Info. And I'm Melissa Roxanne. You're listening to me on TheAmericanVoice.com. You can also go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and check out all different ways to listen to AVR. And it is my live show tonight on Monday, July 13th, 2015. And we do have a pretty brand new show. Um, this week will be the the second time for that show, and it's called Condition Critical, and uh, that will air tomorrow at 3 p.m. to 4 p.m. Pacific Time, and if you've listened to Frank's show, you've probably heard the host of that show, Jay, Jay from Washington, call in, so uh, he's a frequent caller into Frank's show, and so now he has his very own show, and he's a long-time um, chat room regular, so we're very happy to have him on AVR. So definitely check out his show and listen to the archives if you have not yet had a chance to hear his show. And you can always check out our audio archives. I know my show was updated uh, recently, so my last show, if you missed it, is in the archives if you'd like to get it now. And there, it's going to be shorter than usual because we had some technical problems, but all the dead air was taken out because uh, the computer was locking up when some videos were trying to be played. I don't know why it happened. It shouldn't have happened. Um, Frank doesn't know why, and I don't know why. But anyway, so he removed all that dead air. And uh, so it was about the Charleston, South Carolina, I believe, you know, fake shooting, drill, etc., at that AME church in Charleston. And I had him play some videos, although a lot of them wouldn't play, some of them did. And I gave out the channel that those videos were from on YouTube, which Frank and I really like that channel. I found it recently, and um, it's called Red Silver J. So if you type in red, like the color red, R-E-D, silver, like the color silver, and then J, like for John, red, silver, J, just a letter J at the end, all one word. Um, you type that into a search engine and then type YouTube after that. You'll probably be easily led to his channel or one of his videos, and then you can just click on um, the name of his channel to get to it. And So anyway, um, it's a black man, and he... He, everything I've seen so far, you know, is is very much the kind of things that I'm into and that you will hear on AVR, and he exposes, you know, these fake shootings and false flags and things like that, and, you know, the actors that are used in these, and he did it for the South Carolina shooting, and, um, you know, he, he talks about a lot of other things on his channel, too, but I've mainly watched those South Carolina clips, and he has one that's about, I think, 50-something minutes, maybe 53 minutes long, where he put all of his different videos together about the Charleston uh, fake shooting and all that. 
So if you want to see them all, that's a good way to see them all, is just to watch that long version. But anyway, so that's the name of his channel, and he also has another, I believe it's his channel. I know his videos are on there, and it's called Team Wake um, Up, like W-A-K-E, and then E-M for them, short version of them, Team Wake um, E-M Up, U-P. So that's his other channel, I believe, on YouTube. Um, and so he's got a whole lot of videos on there, hundreds of videos that he's made, and he's, he's an entertaining person, he'll make you laugh, and, and yet he makes great points, and, you know, exposes the truth, so I can't say, you know, I agree with everything, you know, and that goes for anybody that I might tell you about, but, or their side or videos, and like I say, I've only seen, you know, certain videos of his, but, hey, I saw a couple on Alex Jones. I saw one that had a congresswoman, I believe, from South Carolina, and she was totally hysterical, <laughs> calling for the, the flag, you know, the Confederate battle flag to be taken down, which they just did, I believe, I think today. Um, so they took that flag down. And so she's up there get, being hysterical in front of everybody, and there's that clip. Um that aired on Good Morning America, I think, and another clip there on Good Morning America with Stephanopoulos, and, um, you know, they're talking about the flag, and they're talking about, you know, they have a black reporter standing outside saying, you know, I stood out here years ago, and I never thought they'd take this flag down, and all this kind of junk. And they've pulled Dukes of Hazard reruns. They're no longer going to air, you know, on a... TV, TV Land, you've probably heard about that, and they actually filmed that show near where I grew up, and I'm no hick, but hey, um, anyway, you know, you can disagree, but, so yeah, they filmed that show very close to where I grew up, and they filmed part of it in the county where I grew up, even at the jail that was there, and I had a relative who was a deputy at that jail and stuff. My school was right across the street. So, anyway, um, so they pulled that show, and there's just all this kind of craziness about the whole flag issue. And I did see some good stuff, though. Um, I think it was at a high school. I forget exactly where. I don't know if it was South Carolina. It probably was, but I'd have to look it up. But anyway, they uh, this student who was a male he had a, a confederate flag in his truck or a couple of them I think and they took his flags out of his truck I believe and said you know he couldn't have those up anymore and he was not happy about that at all and the next day they had a whole lot of kids that go to the school and maybe people in the town I don't know they were kind of driving around with their flags, you know, and stuff, and, you know, waving them out the window, whatever. So they were basically saying, and he won because the school said they weren't going to make him take his flags down after all. So people stood up for what's right, and, you know, like I know Frank told me, he he thinks that that whole thing with the the uh, Confederate flag, which he pointed out on Al Adams' show, is 
really a battle flag, the Confederate battle flag. And he said that it's just because, you know, it's 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 because they don't want us to rebel against tyranny. Basically, that's that's what the whole thing with the flag being taken down is about. So, you know, they're using the whole race card slave type thing. But anyway, that's what it's really about. He thinks, and I agree, and. A lot of other people agree, I'm sure, out there. I know I saw an article. I just saw the headline, but um, I can't remember. I'm trying to think who wrote it. Anyway, it was an article, Chuck Baldwin, that was it. He wrote with a similar theme. So, um, Okay, so anyway, that's my show last week. If you want to listen to that, it's in the archives now. It's been updated. And so I thought tonight I would give you some information. And this is about RFID chips and microchipping and and this kind of thing. So I'll start out with that anyway and, and move on maybe to some related matters. Okay, so electronic tagging is one thing, but a microchip designed to capture your soul the government may be planning to microchip prisoners against their will. But did you know Big Brother is developing a chip that will play back your entire lifetime's experiences on screen? And this article is actually about a little over three years old. And another thing is they don't, tell us what they have, you know, when when they do roll something out and let us know they have it or they're going to have it. They've probably had it for 50 or 100 years or more, maybe longer. So, you know, they may say they're developing something, but I believe they have the ability to do all this stuff. They have been doing it for years. Okay, so here's the article. News that the British government is planning to tag prisoners with Radio frequency identification chips, RFID chips, was met last year with instant opposition from probation officers and civil rights lawyers, and rightly so. And that would have been, they said last year, last year would have been 2011, because this was written in May of 2012. Okay. Government plans to implant the RFID chips without prisoners' consent would in any circumstance be deemed an illegal act. It would also, of course, create a major moral dilemma. And here's a quote. If the home office doesn't understand why implanting a chip in someone is worse than an ankle bracelet, said Shami Chakrabarti of the civil rights group Liberty, they don't need a human rights lawyer. They need a common sense bypass. So that was his quote. And Harry Fletcher, Assistant General Secretary of the National Association of Probation Officers, had this to say about the no-brainer scheme. Quote, Knowing where offenders like pedophiles are does not mean you know what they are doing. Treating people like pieces of meat does not seem to represent an improvement in this system to me. End quote. While no one is querying the need for some form of electronic tagging system, 
as a means to help reduce overcrowding in prisons. The present system of wearing ankle bracelets is at least non-intrusive and temporary. One would assume a chip is rather more permanent. It is also more revealing about the person in whom it lives and beeps. And they're saying no one is querying the need for some form of electronic tagging system as a means to help reduce overcrowding in prisons. I don't agree with that. I don't think it's necessary. And if they didn't use it years ago, why do they need to use it now, you know? Um, and as far as overcrowding in prisons, it seems like they just let out the most violent criminals, the worst ones that murder people, that rape and do all these violent crimes. And then the ones that should be in prison, um, you know, like those types, they, they let them out. And then the ones that are in prison are in prison for menial crimes, like, Things that they shouldn't even be in prison for, like smoking marijuana and things like that, you know, um, or other very menial crimes. And then you have the real criminals running the whole world, and they hardly ever do any time. And when they do, you know, it's a country club type place with very low security and really good, you know, benefits for them. Okay, so here we go back to the article. It is also more revealing about the person in whom it lives and beeps. So it's more revealing than those ankle bracelets that are temporary and non-intrusive. The RFID chip the government still plans to introduce will, for example, contain the person's name, address, criminal record, and no doubt some form of biometric ID print as well. So biometric fingerprints probably or something like that, handprint, who knows. No escaping that, which would have your fingerprints on it. If the person is ever arrested, re-arrested actually, a simple scan will reveal their entire lifetime's misdemeanors and felonies, of course. They're not saying that, but they're saying misdemeanors. If not, their entire lifetime's experiences, period. Which brings us to the Soul Catcher 2025. As long ago as 1995, British Telecom announced it was developing a memory chip designed to capture a person's entire lifetime's experiences. Implanted behind the eye, British Telecom said the chip would record the person's thoughts, feelings, and memories and store them in digital form. British Telecom, also known as BT for short, confirmed the chip would be ready for use by the year 2025, hence the name Soul Catcher 2025. I believe they already have this in use and they have for some time. That's my belief. Okay, so back to the article. According to the literature available at the time, the Soul Catcher 2025 chip was being designed to attach directly to the optical nerve where it would store incoming sensory impulses that could then be downloaded and played back on a computer. 
Alternatively, the impulses could be implanted in someone else's brain. So the kind of things that you're being shown on sci-fi, you know, movies or series or what have you, maybe video games or in books or whatever, you know, that you think is just crazy way out, you know, just a movie, whatever, um, you know, or someone's you know, imagination, they're doing these type of things. I believe they're, they've are they been doing them, and they're just now, you know, barely telling people because most of the people haven't gotten the memo that they're doing this kind of thing or that they're going to do it, you know, that they're planning on doing this in this kind of great detail. I mean, yeah, we know what the Bible tells us about the mark of the beast and all that, and people are going to be lining up and getting the mark of the beast in their right hand or in their forehead. Maybe if they don't have a hand or something like that, I don't know why it would be also put in the forehead, but that's what the Bible tells us. So this article here is going into great detail, and most of you probably have never heard about this kind of thing, you know, in such great detail, and how they're telling us all the things they can do, they can Record a person's thoughts, feelings, and memories and store them in digital form. And capture a person's entire lifetime's experiences. So what do y'all think about that? That is that is extremely a very bad thing, I believe. And also, they can download this, play it back on a computer, store these things on a computer, and they can also uh, store and put and implant these sensory impulses into someone else's brain. I believe they can store everybody's memories, put it on the computer chip, upload that to a computer, then they can, you know, put that into anybody's body. They could put it into a clone. They could put it into a robot. You know, that's their plan, too. That's part of their plan by 2045 or sooner. We'll talk about more on the other side. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with more of New World Order Info on AmericanVoiceRadio.com.
Since the beginning of the United States, kings have sought it, nations have fought for it. It has been traded, borrowed, purchased, and stolen. There is a reason for it. To secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, invest with the security of gold and silver. Call Discount Gold and Silver Trading at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Listen to Financial Survival with your host, Melody Cedarstrom, on American Voice Radio Network and Shortwave Radio. Visit DiscountGoldAndSilverTrading.net or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. For the very best in gold and silver trading, call toll-free 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Call now. Countries have denied Internet access for their people during civil strife. The FCC seized in-use commercial shortwave frequencies right after the September 11th attacks. No one communication system can be depended on to be there when you need information. You need choices. You need a KU band free-to-air satellite system from AVR. The AVR system includes a receiver, an LNB, and a 75-centimeter dish. All you need to get on your own is the coaxial cable. The system is delivered to your door for one four. $49.99. That's right, delivered for $149.99. That's the shipping and the system, $149.99. Call 541-225-4659. That's 541-225-4659. Or visit AmericanVoiceRadio.com and click Satellite System. shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific.
Welcome back to New World Order Info. I'm Melissa Roxanne, and you're listening to me on TheAmericanVoice.com. You can also go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and check out all the different ways to listen and check out our new show that airs on Tuesdays, which is tomorrow, if you're listening to me live anyway. So that will be Tuesday, July 14th. Um, Condition Critical, I'm sorry, is the name of the show, and it is hosted by the frequent caller in chat room regular Jay from Washington. That's what he's always said when he called in, Jay from Washington. So that's who you'll hear with his brand new show. It'll be the second time he's been on the air with his own show. And that will be tomorrow, 3 p.m. to 4 p.m. Pacific time. So check that out. And you can also listen to the show if you missed it in our audio archives. And you can listen to all of our shows. And if for some reason they're not updated or something, you could always, you know, email Frank or come to the chat room and ask him because, sometimes something happens and something goes wrong and there may have been some kind of, you know, fluke or error or whatever. Um, or he sometimes he hasn't gotten to it yet because, you know, it may be the show just aired or something like that. So, you know, he's not always able to get them up there immediately because he's busy doing a lot of stuff. So, anyway... Um, but then when I noticed my show hadn't been updated, it was because he had to edit it and take out a bunch of dead air, and then he forgot to upload the the new version. So he did that. So it's up there now. If you wanna if you wanna download that, and you always need to rename our shows when you do download them to your own hard drive to listen at your convenience, because the show is going to be named the same thing week after week or twice a week, however often the show airs. So when the new show is uploaded again to our audio archives, if you don't change the name of it on your computer once you download a particular show, um, when Frank uploads that new show for whatever show that is, he's going to name it the same as he named the last show for that particular show. So, you just need to rename it. You can just right-click with your mouse, usually, and choose Save Target As if you're using, um, I think, Internet Explorer, Woodwork, doing that, or whatever. Firefox, you know, etc. So, um, you know, just rename it when you save it and when you download it. And that way, you're not going to lose that particular show on your hard drive. And if it's my show, you know, I try to always say the date after every break and in the beginning of my show. Some people do that at the beginning of their show. Um, They usually don't do it at every break, but I do it just in case you may have missed, you know, part of the show or something and you want to know when the show originally aired. And so, anyway, you could always, you know, listen to it ahead of time, get the date if you can, and then put the name of the show in the date or whatever. So just be sure and rename the show so you don't lose the show um, and so that the new show, you know, isn't the one that you hear when you wanted to listen to the old show or whatever and maybe save it for, who knows, forever. Um, Okay, so I'm going to get back into this article, and it's about... 
RFID, radio frequency identification chips, and Soul Catcher, and that's S-O-U-L, Soul Catcher, C-A-T-C-H-E-R, 2025. Okay, so we, we learned that the British government... This this was in 2012. This article came out. They're planning to tag prisoners they claimed back then with RFID chips, and that was met in 2011 with instant opposition from probation officers and civil rights lawyers. Um, so the government planned to implement to implant those RFID chips without prisoners' consent. And they're saying here that would be an illegal act, you know, in any circumstance, although the police state we live in, uh, I could see them easily passing legislation to do just that. And they, I'm sure they're already doing it. I'm sure they've already chipped prisoners, I believe, anyway, that they have. And I'm not going to say every single prisoner, but I'm sure they've done it to some of them. And they do all kinds of experimental things to prisoners. They've been doing that for years and years, um, you know, to people in concentration camps, et cetera. They've done MK Ultra. They've done every kind of evil thing imaginable, I'm sure, to them. And the same thing when they abduct kids and, and people off the streets, uh, people disappear, and they they, I believe, take them to different locations, uh, including deep underground military bases, and they do wicked, evil things to them, and they put chips in them, and and a lot of other terribly evil things um, that I believe are going on. So, you know, they were talking about doing this back then, the British government, um, back in uh, 2011. And so... You know, they're saying that this would help to reduce overcrowding in prisons, um, you know, some kind of electronic tagging system. Um, they're claiming we need something like that and everything. And, and that the angle bracelets, they're at least non-intrusive and temporary. Um, but, you know, a chip is, I, I believe they can, they can always turn off the chip. Um, and that's probably what they'll do. I don't know. For sure, you know, that could be what they do. Um, but if they want to kill a person, I believe they could they could easily kill a person, murder a person, if the person was chipped. And um, so this is what they have planned for in the future. And this article is coming out and telling the things that you don't often hear. I mean, yeah, they might, hear, they might mention things from time to time in the media, because they're trying to see the public's reaction. They want to see how people react to it, whether they raise a big stink about it or whether they just apathetically, you know, accept it without question. And I believe that's why you hear about it from time to time in the media. But they've been chipping people for years. I mean, openly chipping. I'm not talking about in secret because they've definitely been doing it in secret. But they've been chipping people... Um, like people with Alzheimer's or people that they claim have Alzheimer's, uh, elderly people and so on, they've been shipping them, for instance. And they've been shipping animals, we know. They've been totally out and open about shipping animals. And so all the animals that they pick up, that animal control picks up, etc., if, 
if they're not going to immediately kill them, put them down, etc., in their lives um, in many various ways. They many times will chip them and, you know, they chip them before they allow them to be adopted and things like that. So this goes on. I'm sure it's going on in many places in the world, including the United States. And people take their own pets to the vet to get chips put in them. And they probably are not being fully informed. I don't think they are being fully informed. Nor do most of them do any research or hardly any research on it. Um, but we know in the past that animals have bled to death after being chipped with these, um, you know, these type of chips they're using. And they also cause cancerous tumors to develop in the animals. And so I believe these things are very evil and satanic, and they're very bad for our health. And this is what they're going to be doing in the future to as many people as possible. You know, the Bible tells us about the mark of the beast anyway, and there's no doubt that they they definitely want to chip us. Um, I don't really know if the mark of the beast is a chip or not, but... I definitely think they, they do have plans to chip the, the masses, the populace, and, you know, you're going to be an enemy of the state, an enemy of the government if you don't go along with that. Although the Bible tells us if if one doesn't take the mark of the beast um, or the name of the beast, the number of his name, you know, or worship the beast, um, if one does those bad things and takes that mark or worships the beast, etc., the number of his name, um, like the Bible tells us, um, everybody who does that is going to go to hell. Um, and the smoke from their torment will rise up forever. So, you know, that those people, their souls will suffer for eternity, according to what the Bible says, that... Go ahead and take the mark of the beast and worship the beast and all those things. So, or the number of his name. Um, so, you know, those, that's a very bad thing. And I'm sure, at least I believe, they can kill you. They can murder you. You know, if you do get chipped or the mark of the beast. Um, and... You know, but they've been doing this for years. They've been doing it, like I say, to Alzheimer's. Uh, people that have Alzheimer's in nursing homes or assisted living homes and places like that. And they've been doing it in animals. So every once in a while, the media will talk about it. Um, actually, I was watching um, Netflix with Frank just the other day. And we were watching old reruns of Everybody Loves Raymond. And on that show, he was talking about, you know, how they're going to be chipping people. And he was doing it in a laughing, joking manner. But, you know, Frank and I gave each other the look, you know, when this happened. And and Ray was talking about wiggling his nose and different things to to do different things, you know, with having a chip in his head, you know, and kind of making fun of it and stuff. But we were like, whoa, you know. Um, so th these are their plans. And so this article here that I'm reading is talking about things that in in great detail, not that great detail because I'm sure it's, 
it's a lot more than what they're telling us that they are capable of doing, but they're just saying, you know, oh, they have plans to do this. And, and so they're saying that this is going to be more revealing about the person in whom it lives and beeps. And the RFID chip the government still plans to introduce will contain the person's name, address, criminal record, and no doubt some form of biometric ID print as well. No escaping that. And if the person's ever rearrested, a simple scan will reveal their entire lifetime's they say misdemeanors, but it would, of course, be all anything they've ever done criminally. And they say here, if not their entire lifetime's experiences, period. Okay, so that brings us to the Soul Catcher 2025. And as long ago as 1995, British Telecom announced it was developing a memory chip designed to capture a person's entire lifetime's experiences implanted behind the eye. BT, or British Telecom, said the chip would record the person's thoughts, feelings, and memories and store them in digital form. What does that mean? That means the powers that be, once they chip a person, they can read their mind, I believe. So, you know, they can talk about total control and total surveillance of you, where they want to do that with our cars. They want to... Um, I can't think of the name of it, but they already have those things in cars that talk to people. They unlock your doors. They can turn your car off and, and probably start your car from afar. Um, so those come installed in cars now a lot of the time. And, and people have no idea that they're being spied upon, usually, unless they're awake and aware like we are, you know. And so they, they have plans, I'm sure, to put those in everybody's cars, you know, or to force everybody to put them in in their older cars. Um, so that's one thing. But this, this chip can know everything you've ever thought of from birth to death. Every thought you've ever had, every feeling you've ever had, every memory you've ever had, all your experiences and store them in digital form. And, and it's uh, all the things they're capable of doing with computers, they would be capable of doing with our our thoughts and feelings and, and our consciousnesses, I believe. So, um, And then they go on to talk about how they confirmed BT, British Telecom, uh, confirmed this chip would be ready for use by the year 2025. So they named it Soul Catcher 2025. And I believe they're already doing this type of thing and have been for a long time. And that famous people, celebrities, athletes, the elite, or whatever you want to call them, those that run the world, that's what they call themselves anyway, the elite, um, these people, the rich people, a lot of them, people that have sold their souls, etc., have already been chipped and cloned. And so, you know, I don't believe they stopped with Dolly the Sheep way back when, which they told us about doing. And then they've been, you know, quite silent, although they've been hinting and putting all kind of stuff out there. You know, like I told you last week, I believe on my show... 
as my kitty meows in the background constantly. Sorry about that. But if you just look up things like doppelganger, and that's D-O-P-P-L-E-G-A-G, I'm sorry, G-A-N-G-E-R, doppelganger, and then type in celebrity or something like that, or celebrity historical figure, doppelganger, things like that, into a search engine, and then go to the images. Click on images after that, and then you'll come up with tons of pictures of celebrities that look alike when you type in celebrity doppelganger. And I believe that's because they're cloning these people. And that's why they look so much alike. Um, and, uh, you know, clones aren't going to look the same every single time, but they're going to look similar, very similar usually, and they might, you know, not look completely identical, but they may have some small differences or things like that. So you'll see a lot of celebrities that look like each other. Um, in fact, there's one of them is the drummer for Red Hot Chili Peppers, Chad, um, I'm trying to think, I think it's Chad Smith or something, but, and then there's this guy that was on Saturday Night Live, um, and he, and he has appeared on talk shows, they've appeared side by side and both played the drums because they look so much alike, I mean, it's, it's almost like you're looking at the same person or an identical twin or something, and I'm trying to think of the guy's name that was on Saturday Night Live, the comedian. He's been in tons of movies. I'm going to type it in just so I can refresh my memory, so I can tell you, so you can look this up yourself. Um, let's see here. Okay. All right. It's Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell and Chad Smith. And if you type in doppelganger Chad Smith or doppelganger Will Ferrell, you'll see them. And, and, and they have a video of this. And apparently it was on, I think, The Tonight Show. So you can watch that video. It's called Will Ferrell and Chad Smith Drum Off on YouTube. And there's an article about it on the Daily Mail, dailymail.co. UK. And it says that they've had a long history of being confused for each other. Will Ferrell and Chad Smith have a long history of being, you know, mistaken for each other. People stop them in the streets and, and call them the other person's name and so on. And this is just one example of some celebrities that look so much alike. So you can put their pictures up side by side. If you, you know, Google this, you can see them. They look very much alike. They don't look exactly alike. They have some differences. But they look very similar. And I believe that could very well be and probably is because they've been cloned, you know. So take a look at them and see what you think. That's just one example. And it says here, I did meet him once. It was at the premiere of Ladies' Man many years ago. I was in the food line after the movie, and I was getting chicken skewers or shrimp cocktail or whatever. Um, I'm filling up my plate, and he's filling up his plate, and there's this guy between us. I'm looking at Will and thinking, people really think I look like him? And then he used the F word. I don't 
effing look like that. So the guy between us splits, and there's nobody between us, and Will turns around. He looks me up and down and says, you're very handsome, and walks away, totally deadpan. I was like, you're funny, you're funny. Funny guy, that Will Ferrell. You know, so they're just joking about it in this article, and it says, handsome guy, that Chad Smith. Um, and then there's the the whole Rolling Stone interview you can read after that. And that's from BuzzFeed.com. Um, and, it, and it's titled, Will Ferrell met drummer Chad Smith once, and the exchange was brief and awesome. The comedian and the drummer ran into each other in a buffet line once, and Will made it awesome. So, you know, they're just taking it very lightly in this article, joking around about it. But to me, they're being very blatant. The powers that be are putting these things out there. And it looks like it's almost time for a break, so... I'll tell you more about that on the other side, if Frank is ready for the music there. Um, but that's just one example. I can give you more examples. But if you type in doppelganger celebrities, doppelganger celebrities, historical figures, things like this into a search engine, click on images, and you can see tons of examples of what I'm talking about, of all these celebrities that look like each other, very, very similar, or they look like historical figures the modern-day celebrities or politicians or whatever, whoever they are, actors, look like historical figures. And there's a reason for that, too, I believe. so. Um, but it ties into all this stuff that I'm telling you about the soul chip and chipping, RFID chips, consciousness transfer, cloning, and the whole nine yards. So... I definitely will tell you more about all that and a lot of their plans and get into some other related things. So we have a whole another hour to go on New World Order Info on AmericanVoiceRadio.com. You can also go to TheAmericanVoice.com. And here's the music. So we'll be right back in another hour. Don't go anywhere.
prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe, all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971, when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. running out, jobs leaving the country. Many people cannot afford to eat or keep a roof over their head. Too many can do neither. Messiah's Branch has a mission church in Wichita, Kansas that helps the victims of this banker's economy, the American people, your neighbors. The mission is the last hope for so many Americans. We need your help to lift up the poorest of the poor. These are men, women, and children who once had homes, now in the street. They all need what you need. First aid, beds, food, clothing, and so on. You can send a monetary gift or a box of necessities to 230 West 4th Street, Florence, Kansas, 66851. Or donate online by going to wichitahomeless.com. Or simply call 316 Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific.
right, welcome back to New World Order Info, and I decided not to take that hour-long break after all, um, which is just a joke because I said I'll be back in an hour or something like that instead of, hey, I'll be back with another hour. So Frank was kidding about that in the chat room. I thought he was talking about the length of my music because he said uh, that I was going to be taking a long break. But he was talking about me saying I'd be back in another hour or something. So, anyway, we have we have some more time to talk about all these things. And I've been talking about RFID chips and those being implanted in people. And there's an article I've been reading about that. And then I was talking about how the things that I believe and and how if you type into a search engine such as Google or whatever search engine you choose to use, the words uh, doppelganger, which is, I know there was a Disney movie, I think, about that, but way back in the day. But just D-O-P-P-E-L-G-A-N-G-E-R, doppelganger, which is one word, and then just type in celebrity and... You know, you can go to images in that search engine or you can read articles about it and they'll have pictures. And you'll see tons and tons of hits, um, you know, different search results, et cetera, that you can click on. One of those that I mentioned that look very much alike are Will Ferrell. And that's the guy that was on Saturday Night Live and now he's this movie guy. He's done a lot of movies comedies and things like that, and then the drummer for Red Hot Chili Peppers, Chad Smith, um, those two look very much alike, so they joke around about it, they've appeared on television on, I think, The Tonight Show, there's a clip of them on YouTube, you could type in Chad Smith, Will Ferrell into a search engine, and maybe put their names in quotes or something, and then you'll see how much they really do look alike. They're not going to look exactly alike. And I believe when they clone people, they can clone them, uh, you know, a whole lot of times. And I, I believe they're doing this to people that have sold their souls and, and to people unwilling, you know, people that never wanted to be cloned, people that just victims. I believe they're doing this. And they're chipping people as well, I believe. And... So that's what I've been talking about tonight. And uh, so you could just type into a search engine, celebrity lookalikes. That's another one you could type in. And for instance, here is something on just a random site that came up in, when I typed in uh, celebrity doppelgangers. And this article is called, These Celebrity Lookalikes Will Blow Your Mind. Okay. And that's, this one comes from popsugar.com. So it's just one of the first search results that happened to come up. And, you know, it's a frivolous site about celebrities and stuff like that. But, you know, it has some, some pictures here. I'm looking at these pictures of people, and they look very much alike on all these pictures. The, there's four pictures on the first page, and it's 23 pages of photographs. And... It says here, 
We all know there are plenty of celebrity kids that bear striking resemblance to their parents and actual sets of twins in Hollywood, but some of the best star twins aren't related at all. If you've ever done a double take while looking at Katy Perry and Zoe Deschanel, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who I've never even heard of, and Javier Bardem, or Amy Adams and Isla Fisher, who are two actresses, we've got the ultimate treat for you. Keep reading to see 22 of the most mind-boggling look-alike stars who could totally pass as siblings. Okay, so they're never going to mention the word cloning. I mean, unless it's some conspiracy site or something, maybe. But, you know, it's like the powers that be are putting this out there to try to, you know, I think they're trying to condition the public or something. I don't know. They're maybe trying to get the word out. But, they're, you know, it's pretty blatant, in my opinion. But people are so dumbed down and apathetic and, you know, they're busy being entertained all the time and distracted and whatever and they don't even think of these type of things you know and if you try to tell them they they've been trained as have people that even listen to AVR and my show I'm sure to think that if you mention something like I'm talking about cloning and that that they're allowed that they're able and there are they are actually out there cloning people okay people are going to think you're a total cuckoo crazy for Cocoa Puffs nutcase and I realize that but, you know, I believe in the truth and getting the truth out there, and this is what I believe they are doing. And and I think pictures like this are evidence of that, you know. So it, you, you will have your mind blown if you haven't blown, if you have not looked up these things I'm telling you about and compared pictures of these actors, actresses, um, famous people in general. Some of them look like historical figures. Um, you could type in celebrity historical figures and read articles and look at pictures of them. And you'll see people in the past, could be from a long, long time ago. They look extremely like the people nowadays that are famous. Um, so then here's the next example, Javier Bardem and Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Um, they look quite alike. And then the next one is, a lot of these people aren't as well known as others, but there's Nina Dobrev and Victoria Justice. Some of these people I've never even heard of. And then there's Minka Kelly and Leighton Meester. And a lot of people are familiar with them. Um, because they're on shows that are popular now and stuff like that. Um, shows that I've never seen, but I mean, I know who they are just from being online and seeing their pictures all over and seeing them getting a lot of press and stuff like that in the media. So Minka Kelly and Leighton Meester, those are two that look very much alike as well. Um, let's see, here's an ad, I'll skip that. And then the next two are Beth Bears and Aaron Andrews. I believe Aaron Andrews is one of those sports caster chicks, you know, on one of these sports channels on TV and stuff. And she made, she might have had some kind of scandal where some guy saw her undressing in her hotel room or something like that, which they quite often do to try to get more famous. And they'll act like it was some big accident or, 
you know, their cell phone pictures will leak because they got hacked and they'll be naked in all their pictures. And I'm sure that could possibly be for real. They might have gotten hacked at times, but most of the time, if not all of the time, it's just them trying to get more attention, you know, be more desired by people, men, whatever, lesbians, whatever. Um, you know, make a name, get more famous, or make a name for themselves. I mean, you have Kim Kardashian starring in a an X-rated video. That's how she got famous. She used to be Paris Hilton's uh, stylist. You may not have known that, but she was Paris Hilton's stylist. And now the whole family is famous because she, you know, released that video of her and and some guy, a black guy, um, you know, doing a lot of X-rated stuff. And from what I've heard, I probably shouldn't say, uh, I didn't see the video or anything, and I don't care to see it, but I heard, you know, a lot of vile things were in that video. So, um, you know, that made her famous. And so now her whole family, as sick as they are, are famous. And... They have all these reality TV shows, and then you have the whole Bruce Jenner thing, who now calls himself or herself or itself, whatever, Caitlyn, call me Caitlyn, you know, and he was on the cover of, I forget, Vanity Fair magazine, and he had the whole facial feminization surgery, um, and I don't know if he's, if he's had a sex change or not. I've read conflicting stuff. Some say in articles that he has, some say he hasn't, and I hate to call him he, but whatever that thing is now. Um, anyway, so now, you know, he's getting all this attention. Meanwhile, he, he had a wreck, and a person died in that wreck, um, and they're, the family, the victim or whatever, the family members are suing him over that, and he's trying to avoid paying anything. But anyway, so it's just sickening, all this stuff. All these people that get publicity and the way they distract the populace and keep them entertained and, you know, they dumb everybody down and try to make little kids and everybody have no morals and be hedonistic and do everything the Bible tells us not to do and, you know, sexualize the little children and give them these idols, these false idols, these celebrities like Britney Spears. And, I mean, she was she was more for an older generation, but, you know, they have one, you know, they, they make famous all these people. And, uh, you know, Hannah Montana, Miley Cyrus, like how she turned out. And her whole family, they're just all screwed up. The same thing with Will Smith and his wife. Um, and then they have kids, Jaden Smith, Willow Smith, and um, I forget his wife's name. Oh, I forget. But anyway, um, she's in a rock band, so-called rock band, if you want to call it that. I, I don't think I've heard her, but she's the singer. Um, and an actress, Will Smith's wife, and anyway, they're Scientologists, a bunch of Scientologists, you may not have known that, but, uh, so anyway, they, they do all these things to get attention and to get famous, and, and I believe to get famous nowadays, 
maybe for a very, very long time, people have had to sell out. People have had to sell their souls. And I'm not going to say every single person that's famous has sold their soul, but I believe a lot of them have. And I believe in order to get promoted by the media, by the powers that be, you know, to get a lot of promotion, to get famous, to get rich, to become well-known, you have to sell your soul. And the Bible talks about that. You know, what good is it if you have everything in the world, basically I'm paraphrasing here, and yet you lose your soul. And the devil took Jesus, you know, and to a high mountain and showed him, you know, he said he would give him everything, you know, all these kingdoms or whatever, if he would just bow down before him. And Jesus Jesus refused to do so and said, you know, you're not supposed to tempt him. You're not supposed to tempt the Lord. And so, you know, the Bible tells us, you know, yeah, you, you may sell your soul and in return get fortune and fame and whatever your desires are on this earth. But, you know, I believe if you sell your soul, I don't know. I don't know if if there's any going back. The Bible seems to make it like there's not. You know, there's no turning back from that. There's there's no way you can redeem yourself or be forgiven after that, I would think. I I don't wanna I don't wanna take a chance. I would never do something like that. I would never I don't wanna be famous, you know. I don't care how rich I could be or how famous I could be or whatever I could obtain, you know, uh material wise or whatever. You know, whatever your desire is, they'll give it to you. And I believe that is what's going on. So these people that we see out there, the celebrities, the athletes a lot of times, the Olympic athletes, the football players, whatever sports it is, all these famous people, bands, musicians, Hollywood types, people that you know from the radio that are famous, really famous, big names, including alternative media. I believe a lot of them have sold out and sold their souls. They may not understand what they're agreeing to. They may think it's just a joke. They may not even believe in God or Jesus. Probably a lot of them don't, which goes hand in hand usually with people like that that are in Hollywood or bands, stuff like that. And, um, you know, they may just think it's a big joke or something and there's nothing to it and they agree to do it. And uh, I believe... They, you know, they agree to that, and they're going to get shipped and cloned. You know, that's part of the bargain. They may not be told that up front. They probably have to sign some kind of blood contract, or they may have some kind of ritual ceremony or something in front of other people. Who knows what all they do. But, I mean, some of them have even talked about this kind of thing. Um, But, you know, it's, it's very much on the down low you know, pretty much, they're not going to go out and tell you they've done this, you know. But they're going to be on the little string and be a puppet then for their masters, and they're going to do what they're told, and that's what you have. And so they they do what they're told, and then they have somebody, you know, they put them out there, and they look all sweet and innocent and stuff, and, and have them just like Miley Cyrus, you know, and the whole Disney thing. Um, they did that with Britney Spears, they did it with Justin Timberlake, they've done it with countless people. And I believe a lot of times they they use MK Ultra, mind control, things like that on them, maybe not always. 
Um, they chip them, they clone them, and they're told, you know, do what we tell you or else, you know. And you'll get rewarded for doing so and for going along with what we tell you to do. And, and so that's why you have all the stuff out there like you do, all the raunchy stuff influencing the children and all. All right, so we'll be back and have more on the other side on New World Order Info with me, Melissa Roxanne, on AVR. Don't go anywhere.
beginning of the United States, kings have sought it, nations have fought for it. It has been traded, borrowed, purchased, and stolen. There is a reason for it. To secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, invest with the security of gold and silver. Call Discount Gold and Silver Trading at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Listen to Financial Survival with your host, Melody Cedarstrom, on American Voice Radio Network and Shortwave Radio. Visit DiscountGoldAndSilverTrading.net or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. For the very best in gold and silver trading, call toll-free 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Call now. that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. Countries have denied Internet access for their people during civil strife. The FCC seized in-use commercial shortwave frequencies right after the September 11th attacks. No one communication system can be depended on to be there when you need information. You need choices. You need a KU band free-to-air satellite system from AVR. The AVR system includes a receiver, an LNB, and a 75-centimeter dish. All you need to get on your own is the coaxial cable. The system is delivered to your door for one four. $49.99. That's right, delivered for $149.99. That's the shipping and the system, $149.99. Call 541-225-4659. That's 541-225-4659. Or visit AmericanVoiceRadio.com and click Satellite System.
has it just begun?
Welcome back to New World Order Info. I'm Melissa Roxanne. You're listening to me on TheAmericanVoice.com. You can also go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com. And it is my live show tonight, the last part of it, on Monday, July 13th, 2015, if you're listening to my live show. And if not, then it may be a rebroadcast of my show from Monday night. So, you know, if it's my live show, then the owner of AVR will come up next after me for two hours with his live show, Frank Stefan with the Frank Report. And then if it is on Friday when you hear this played again, uh, 4 to 6 p.m. Pacific time on Fridays, my show replays. And following that will be Survival Time, which is a fantastic show about survival and preparedness. So they're both really popular shows, both The Frank Report and Survival Time. And so I hope you will stay tuned and listen to those. And, you know, if you've never listened to Survival Time or The Frank Report, you know, give them a listen. And that goes for all of our shows. We have fantastic shows. Um you know, that you may never have heard. You may not even be aware of some of our shows, even if you're a long-time listener. So check out our schedule. It may not be completely up-to-date, but we do have a new show. I'm not sure if if uh, it's even on the schedule yet. I haven't looked. But that new show airs tomorrow from 3 to 4 p.m. Pacific Time, and it's called Condition Critical. And the person who hosts that show, Jay, I believe his name is Jay Shanahan. And uh, anyway, I've known him as another name in the chat room for a long time. I didn't even know for a long time when he was calling into Frank's show and I was on the air with Frank on Wednesdays, for example, when Jay called in. I didn't know that Jay from Washington was the person that I knew from the chat room. So it took me... A long time to realize that. (laughs) And then one day it dawned on me because I had missed part of Frank's show. I think I was outside or I was doing something away from keyboard. And it was after my show, I think, or something. I forget. But anyway, Jay had called in. And and then I saw in the chat room they were talking about Jay had called in, except, you know, in the chat room, his name was something else. He doesn't go by Jay in there as his as his username. And somebody said, you know, good call or something like that. So I thought Jay from Washington had called in when I wasn't able to listen. I had missed a few minutes of the show. And then, you know, the call that I heard, I didn't realize you know, but it was him. So I finally figured it out after a while. <laughs> I figured out that the person in the chat room was the same person that called into the show, you know, that always made really good calls into the show and is a frequent caller into Frank's show for a long time. And he's also a regular in the chat room. But anyway, so that's who it is. And so if you've heard Jay from Washington call in and you're familiar with his calls, He's the person with the new show, and it's called Condition Critical. It's an hour-long show. Tuesdays is when it airs from 3 to 4 p.m. Pacific time. So definitely check it out tomorrow. If you can't listen when it airs live, you can always listen to the repeats. I don't know when those are going to be. 
So last I had heard Frank had not decided, but you can always go to our audio archives and download it or listen right from the page. So check that out. Um, we have other really good shows. Pastor Ernie Sanders is another one. Uh, what's Right, What's Left is the name of his show. And so we have all kind of shows out there that you may never even know exist. So look at our schedule and check them out. Give them a listen. Or another way is just to turn on the stream, for instance, or however you listen and just keep it on and listen to it in the background. And then you'll hear, you know, a lot of shows you may never have heard before and you may really like them. That happens a lot of times. And we've had people that came over here to listen to one particular show um, and then they they call in, like one person, Matt Smith, he, uh, you know, liked one of our shows that's no longer on the air, but at the time, years back, he listened to that show, and he would come over to AVR just to hear that one show. And then he, he started listening to Frank's show, the owner of AVR. And then I was on with Frank on Wednesdays, and I have been since 2008, and so he would call in. He called in one time to Frank's show when I was on on a Wednesday. And I told him, I'm like, you know, if you're just listening to that one particular show, you're really missing out on all that, you know, you could be hearing all these other great shows that you have no idea that are out there on AVR. And I told him on the air that night or whenever it was that he should listen to all of our shows. So he did start listening. He's a truck driver and he started listening to all of our shows and then he became like a, a long time AVR listener and frequent in our chat room, chat room regular, although he doesn't come in much anymore. Well, from time to time he'll come in there. But um and then he ended up getting his own show on AVR, which was I on America Road show. So you just never know. You might stumble into our chat room and end up on the air one day. Uh, you know, if you want to, that is. So, anyway, that was another good show, I on America Roadshow. Who knows, maybe someday Matt will come back on the air, but he's taking a break for now, and he's a busy guy driving that truck. And the guy that's on Condition Critical, the host of that show, Jay from Washington, he's a truck driver too. So those two have a lot in common. We told them, Frank and I did, that, or at least we told Jay, hey, y'all should talk to each other because you have a lot in common. So they're AVR listeners, they're awake, they both drive trucks, you know, they hang out in the chat room, stuff like that. But as far as I know, they have not met yet. So anyway, uh, I was talking about RFID, the Soul Stone, this chip. They're talking about putting on prisoners. Of course, they're going to start with the prisoners, you know, and move on to other different groups and just like they're already chipping people and have been for years, the Alzheimer's uh, victims, people that have Alzheimer's or or just have a diagnosis of Alzheimer's, whether they have it or not, you know, they could say you have Alzheimer's and put you on all kind of drugs for Alzheimer's, big pharma drugs that are pharmacia and sorcery type things that will screw up your mind and screw up your body and, you know, they're using sorcery on people. They love to get them on these drugs, these Selective serotonin reuptake inhibitor drugs, these SSRIs for depression, anxiety. They can say you're psychotic when you're not. That happens quite often. They'll diagnose you as psychotic when you've never done anything psychotic in your entire life. A family member could just say, oh, uh, this person's dad had 
was bipolar. And then the next thing you know, they'll say you're psychotic or you're bipolar and put you on these drugs. But anyway, so they've been doing it for years. They did it in Florida. I think it was West Palm Beach, Florida. I'll have to look it up and get into it on another show. But they were doing that to people that they claim have Alzheimer's, and they're chipping them, putting chips in their bodies. So, I told you about the whole soul phone thing. I haven't finished reading that article. But then I got off into the whole cloning and celebrities selling their souls. And politicians do it too. Politicians, I believe, sell their souls. Okay, and that led me... Frank and I were having a conversation over the weekend. And, I don't know, we were talking about stuff in the Bible and different things. and And... He he said something to me, and it was like, wow, you know, because I think I mentioned about how the Bible says that, um, like, for instance, right here, Matthew chapter 16, uh, and it's 20 through 28 right here, um, and it says here, then charged he his disciples that they should tell no man that he was Jesus the Christ. From that time forth began Jesus to shew unto his disciples how that he must go unto Jerusalem and suffer many things of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised again the third day. Then Peter took him and began to rebuke him, saying, Be it far from thee, Lord, this shall not be unto thee. But he turned and said unto Peter, Get thee behind me, Satan, thou art an offense unto me, for thou savorest not the things that be of God and those that be of men. Then said Jesus unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Okay, now here's the verse Frank and I were discussing here. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it, and whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. So we're talking about that verse. And but what led us to talk about that verse was the next verse, and we weren't looking at the Bible, we were just discussing it. So it says here in the next verse, number 26, from Matthew chapter 16, and this is verse 26. So the first, the verse before that says, For whosoever will save his life shall lose it, and whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. Okay, now here's the verse that led us to talk about the, the earlier verse. For what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Okay, and then it goes on to say some other things like, For the Son of Man shall come in the glory of his Father with his angels, and then he shall reward every man according to his works. And then it says, Verily I say unto you, there shall be some standing here which shall not taste of death till they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. Okay, and this is the King James Version. So, we were talking about... 
For what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? And we were also talking about, for whosoever will save his life shall lose it, and whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. And it dawned on me at that time that that could very well be referring to, and I'm not saying it is, I'm just saying it's a possibility when it says, whosoever, for whosoever shall save, will save his life shall lose it, and whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. So that, I was thinking of those people that have sold their souls or will sell their souls in the future, maybe for fame and fortune or whatever they desire that Satan will give them on this earth because Satan can give them those things, the material things. And it may be talking about those people that choose to do that, that they lose their soul, you know, that they lose their life. They lose their eternal life going to paradise and heaven because they sold their soul, you know. And that part about whosoever will save his life shall lose it, okay. What that led me to think about is life extension technology, these people that promise that they're going to extend people's lives if they put the chip in them, the mark of the beast, and all these things, which I believe they do have the technology to do that, although I think it's flawed and there's a lot of terrible evil things that happen to you when you choose to go that route and get that chip and get cloned and sell your soul and all those things. Or take the mark of the beast, you're going to go to hell. But the Bible tells us you're going to go to hell if you take the mark of the beast or the number of his name or you, you worship the beast, etc., so I think maybe when it says, you know, whosoever will save his life shall lose it, means it could possibly anyway mean those people that do try to extend their lives artificially and try to play God or allow someone else to play God for them and put this chip in them that makes them live instead of dying or go from body to body or, you know, live in a clone body or whatever and live after they die. Um, I think that that means you know they're going to lose their life, meaning they're they're going to the wrong place. They're going to go to the lake of fire, and of course, you know the Bible says, "For what if what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul?" And I'll be discussing this more on my next show, and lots more. So. Stick around for Frank or stick around for Survival Time. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful night. I've got you on the loose. I'll let you groove in. I've got you on the beat. I'll let you broke in. But won't you take my place as long as I wandered way out on the cliff with the brilliance of an angel.
using your cell phone for business or staying in touch with family, your cell phone use is increasing. Use the Wave Shield, developed for ultimate cellular protection. The Wave Shield blocks, reduces, and deflects up to 97% of the radiation from entering the soft tissue of your ear. The Wave Shield, made of a patented mesh material, is proven and tested to block radiation without affecting reception. Order your Wave Shield today for only $19.95. Did he just say $19.95? Hey, times are tough, so American Voice Radio Network is cutting the price to $17.95. That's right, $17.95 plus mailing. You can protect yourself, family, and friends from cell phone danger to your inner ear. $17.95 at TheAmericanVoice.com. That's the superstore at TheAmericanVoice.com. $17.95 plus mailing. Order now. Vitamin E prevents internal blood clots, but not all vitamin E is equal. Would you like to get a vitamin E that makes blood flow more smoothly than Plavix, but with no harmful side effects? For Spectrum Natural Unesterified, vitamin E complex has been called WD-40 for your blood. It actually lubricates the blood while it dissolves plaque. It prevents platelet aggregation and internal clotting. It neutralizes smoke, fumes, waste, and other harmful free radicals. Doctors report relief from angina, pain leg cramps, strokes, fibrocystic breast tumors, circulation problems, and much more. Get one bottle for $35 postpaid, two bottles for only $60 postpaid. Restore this vital nutrient removed from your food supply through food processing. Read more at 4spectrum.us, spelled number 4spectrum.us. Call 800-581-8906. That's 800-581-8906. Order today. Can your family survive a food shortage lasting two weeks, six months, or maybe longer? Sound far-fetched? We live in precarious times. There is an ever-increasing possibility of food shortages caused by terrorist attacks, natural disasters, truck strikes, or monetary collapse. You owe it to yourself and family to prepare, and you can by getting a supply of our long-storing, freeze-dried, and dehydrated foods. Our foods are time-tested to store for decades, require a minimum of time and energy to prepare while maintaining superior nutritional value, freshness, and taste. Our foods were designed for the space program and are in constant use today by our own nuclear submarine service. Contact the Freeze Dry Guy today at Freeze Dry Guy at Lancet.com. That's Freeze Dry Guy at L A N S E T dot com or call 530-265-8333. 530-265-8333. And let them know you heard it on American Voice Radio. It's the end of time And the Mississippi River She's a gold drive The interest is up And the stock market down And you're only getting mugged If you go downtown I live back in the woods, you see My woman and the kids And the dogs and me Got a shotgun, a rifle, and a four-wheel drive, and a country boy can survive. Country folks can survive. I can plow a field all day long. I can catch catfish from dusk till dawn. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.